This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. All right, today is Monday, May 10th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, a historic church in Philadelphia's Tacony section went up in flames on Sunday. The fire broke out at 5.30 in the evening at St. Leo, the great Roman Catholic church uh, near Unruh Avenue and Keystone Street. Heavy smoke billowed into the sky as flames tore through the vacant property that was built in 1884. Mm. Travelers on 95 could see flames shooting through the church's roof. The blaze reached two alarms before it was brought under control just before 7 o'clock. St. Leo's merged with Our Lady of Consolation in 2013. The church closed in 2019 as a place of worship and was later added to the city's historic register. The former pastor of the church told 6ABC the historic structure was just sold last month and was going to be rented out to be used by religious groups. No injuries were reported, but the flames did spread to the former rectory right next door, displacing the family who lives there. As the church burned, people shared wedding photos from the 1960s, class photos from St. Leo's Catholic School, and childhood memories. The Archdiocese of Philadelphia said while the church had not been used for some time, it will assist in the aftermath. There's no immediate word on what sparked the blaze. Students are just one month away from the last day of school, but the school district of Philadelphia is moving forward Monday with its third and final phase of its hybrid rollout. Students in sixth through ninth grades will return to the classroom under a hybrid learning plan. The hybrid model consists of two days in-person learning and then three days of digital learning. Students with complex needs in grades 10 through 12 will also return Monday. The district invested more than $250 million in building improvements. When it comes to safety, all students taking part in the hybrid plan are required to have a COVID-19 rapid test at school. Parents had to sign consent forms before students returned. Both nostrils will be swabbed, but it is not the deep swab that some people have received. Results are ready in 15 minutes. Most sophomores, juniors, and seniors will remain virtual for the rest of the school year. Uh, School leaders, however, say they haven't forgot about the seniors. They say seniors will be able to celebrate their graduation uh, at in-person ceremonies this year. The events will be held outdoors in accordance with capacity limits. Free caps and gowns will be given to the students. Those who already paid for their caps and gowns will be reimbursed. And then, like I mentioned, uh, in traffic starting today, if you take the Walt Whitman Bridge or the Schuylkill Expressway in South Philadelphia, you'll need extra time to get through the new lane closures. So a new construction project will have traffic down to one lane in each direction on the Schuylkill Expressway (coughs) between Broad Street and Pashyunk. The project is expected to last for four months through August. The work will include milling, paving, repairs, and drainage improvements. Uh, Beginning today, the following ramps will be affected by the construction. So the entrance ramp from Broad Street North uh, to the Schuylkill West will be closed until May 30th. The exit ramp from the Schuylkill West to Penrose Avenue, that will be closed until May 23rd. The entrance ramp from Penrose Avenue North to the Schuylkill East, that's closed as well until May 23rd. And then beginning on May 25th, the following ramps are then going to be affected. So May 25th, there'll be a whole set of new closures. That's the entrance ramp from Pashyank Avenue to the Schuylkill West. That's closed until June 7th. And then the exit ramp from the Schuylkill West to Pashyank Avenue will be closed until May 27th. God. It's already pretty messy down there. I, I flew out on Friday and, and uh, I was taking, you know, the Schuylkill and, and I kind of daydreamed and wasn't paying attention and ended up heading towards the sports complex instead of the way you normally go. To right, the right. So I, I'm like, all right, I'll make a, a quick detour or whatever. <laughs> it's no big deal. I'll shoot down broad and then jump on 95 from there and go to the airport. 
uh, Broad was closed completely, yeah. shut down, and then a kind of a funky way to get over to Packer, and it's it's already a complete mess. So I guess that's all in preparation of this. Well, th- stuff. no, so they're already doing construction down there. This is just like a new phase of it. So oh. it's yeah, like it's a little just, more. Yeah, it's just uh, yeah, it's pretty crazy down there. So if you're you're in South Philadelphia or um, you're never getting out, Walt Whitman Bridge. Yeah, no, you're going to be affected by this for sure. Wow. Um, so just keep that in mind. There's new closures uh, in effect. Okay, let's do sports this morning. <laughs> The Phillies lost to the Braves last night in Atlanta. Freddie Freeman is it? and Dansby Swanson homered. Oscar Yanoa won his fourth straight start, and the Braves beat the Phillies 6-1. Freeman hit his ninth home run, a solo shot, to make it 5-1 in the third as the Braves won their second straight game and fifth in the last six. The Phillies are off today before they continue their road trip with a three-game set in Washington against the Nationals tomorrow night. The Sixers, who have won eight games in a row and stay on top in the Eastern Conference, are off until tomorrow night when they'll travel to Indiana to play the Pacers. With only four games remaining, the Sixers are three games ahead of the Brooklyn Nets and three and a half ahead of the Milwaukee Bucks. And the Flyers wrap up their regular season with a game at home tonight against the New Jersey Devils. Both teams will finish their season out uh, outside of the playoffs with the Flyers in sixth place in the Eastern Division, and the Devils will finish in seventh. The puck is scheduled to drop at 7 o'clock. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, uh, Kathy. And today is Monday, May 10th. A lot of people don't know it's uh, where your neck brace to work day today. Yes, yeah. yeah. There it is. Uh, so What's happening? You guys didn't get the memo at what all? What is happening he's, over there? He's, he's got a little bit of a soreness, and uh, right? You, you were yeah. working over the weekend? Yeah. Uh, so, Kathy, this little neck brace, by the way, I, I have it, like, pumped all the way up. What it does is see. it stretches the vertebrae out. So, like, I, like, <laughs> they sometimes in my neck, like, tend to, like, kind of pinch and collapse. Compact? Yeah, and compact. You know, you, you actually look like, yeah. and I mean, this is yeah. it's one of my favorite movies, you look like one of the characters from Dune. Yeah. Well, Wait. that's what I was showing you a picture of. <laughs> is that what that was? Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't Beast know Raban. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's who it is. I, 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 I pulled up a picture of Raban, and I'm like, Kathy was doing news. I'm like, this is you. <laughs> but I, is I that what it. that thing is for, or is that for the airplane? No, 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 no. That's, that's for that's, stretching out that, his, yeah. his oh. vertebrae and his neck. It looked yeah. like a thing that you would take on an airplane to it, get a nap. It, it looks like one of those donut pillow yeah. things. Could you sleep with that? Could you use that as a sleeping It would keep your head up, right? I mean, eh, maybe, probably. Yeah. I it's got look a, at that. Uh, it's got a uh, uh, blood pressure... A bladder. ...bladder thingy on here to pump it yeah. up. and uh, I kind of dig that. Yeah. yeah. So is, is your neck hurting? Or? It was It was really hurting me on Saturday. Oh, that um, today's not as bad, but I'm playing in the Michael, uh, Michael Barkan... Healing Hearts golf outing today. Oh, right. nice. So I wanted to make sure I stretched it out, take some ibuprofen, yep. make sure I'm ready to ready. go. Okay. Do you want a massage? I can do it in a commercial if you want. <laughs> I would love that. All right. Yes. All right. I so, would love that. So, uh, anyhow, we, we have a few things that are going on. We, uh, number one, are kicking off today the last week of the Preston and Steve Money Clip Contest. So... Uh, if you have, for whatever reason, been putting it off, I don't know why, because it's so easy. But if you have, this is your week, okay? $500, uh, we get it two times in the morning alone, and then it carries on throughout the course of the day, every other hour until 8 o'clock, so don't miss that. We also have uh cash giveaway for Word of the Week prize, $250 credit to squeezed.com, by the way. Good stuff. You get yourself set and do a juice cleanse. Um, we also have an announcement that is coming up at 7 a.m. This is a concert announcement, so we'll, we'll get you the details 
around 7-ish when we uh, wrap up the entertainment break. And also, we are ready. You want to do this? Yeah. Let's do it. Ladies and gentlemen, we are officially kicking off the Preston and Steve Coolest Teacher of the Year contest. We have done this for a number of years, and we, you know, we didn't even announce that we were going to begin this today, so we're just diving right into it, and um, we started this several years ago where we just wanted to do a little nod to all those hard-working teachers that are appreciated by their students. This mm-hmm. is the one thing that I want to hit really hard, is that these these award winners are voted upon by their students. That's so it. So that's all there is to it. I mean, we just... Uh, We've seen great teachers come in and out of our lives, and we would like to just do a little nod, a little acknowledgement, and make sure that it comes from the most important source, and that would be the people that are learning from these teachers, the students. So what we do is we randomly draw. We have this actual giant uh, Chinese food to-go container. (laughs) The way it's been done since time began. That's filled up with the names of local uh, schools, and then we draw them randomly, and then we have you vote for 24 hours and who you think should win. The prize, and this year's prize is great. Okay, so first of all, you get the Preston and Steve Coolest Teacher of the Year coffee mug. That used to be all we gave away because yeah. it's all we could get. But now we're going to throw in a pair of MM barbecue tickets. What? The teacher will be able to sit in the Coolest Teacher section. No we will give them a Coolest Teacher T-shirt to wear to the show. Dude. So they will be amongst all the other coolest teachers. That's amazing. And uh, and, and we can do it mainly because it's going to be in the fall, so yeah. it'll be later on. It's not like right away. Uh, and we're also going to give you a $25 gift card to Acme Markets, nice. fresh food, local flavors. You know what? This allows me to say to all the past winners... You got robbed. Yeah, you did. <laughs> no, it's evolved. It's evolved. Yeah. It's getting bigger, and we are happy to do this. So, you guys ready to do this? Absolutely. You take the first. You want me to take you the first? You have yeah. to. You your first name in the show. All right. I will reach in here, and we'll grab our first school, and then I will tell you how you can vote because we've uh, made it a little bit easier. All right. No, so. I'm excited. <laughs> this is great. The first school is not too far off from where I live. Upper Perky Omen High School in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Upper Perk. Upper Perk. It's up to you guys to tell us who you think the coolest teacher of the year is. Now, here's what you got to do. You just text the word teacher to 39333, and then we send you a voting link. Boom. That's all there is to it. Or you can go to PrestonAndSteve.com and go to the voting link there. So no more having to text the name of the teacher and all that stuff. It's a little bit easier this time. So just text the word teacher to 39333. We'll send you the voting link, and then you take it from there. It's very simple. So Upper Perkyoman High School in Pennsburg, Pennsylvania. You get to vote for the coolest teacher. You get 24 hours. So we will continue to mention that through the course of today's show and make sure that we get people on board to vote, which is cool. So and we're off and running. Yes, we are. How about that? And what an interesting year it has been as far as teaching goes. So yeah. It's all over the place. It may look a little bit uh, different this year, but um, there there have definitely been a lot of people who have uh, who have uh, taken the uh, the position that they've they've been or you know the, the situation they've been handed and they've tried to make the best of it. So let's see how it works, how it has worked for you. Upper Perk High School. Let's get you to vote. All right, I think I've covered everything. Yeah, oh, yeah. Let's take a break. Come back in a second. The entertainment report and the stupid question are on the way next, so don't be going nowhere because we'll be right back. Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? 
Check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on the MMR mobile app. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So, the Stupid Question Prize today is a digital download of the heart-stopping thriller Locked In with Mina Savari. And the question that I have for you is, which famous actress shares her name with William Shakespeare's wife? Ah. 215-263-WMMR. Call if you know the answer. Which famous actress shares her name with William Shakespeare's wife? Get it right, get the prize. That's how it works. Go through some birthdays. We're waiting for that phone call today, Monday, May 10th, and Bono has a birthday today. Uh, Bono turns 61 years old. Is his name Paul Hewson? Paul yeah. Hewson, yeah. yes. And Bono Vox is the full name he created, right? That's correct, yep. And what did you get me? What did you get me? What did you get me for my birthday? Uh, so he is uh, 61 today, and uh, not sure what Bono does on the on the birthday. I sit alone and I weep for the children. Oh, that you know what? That sounds like something. Actually, he's been composing a lot of music from his home. You remember he's been releasing a lot of stuff, like yeah. just like doing over the um, long distance deal. Yeah, that's what yeah. I do. Uh, so happy birthday, Bono! Thank you, Preston. It's very kind of you. You're welcome. Love Bono, big fan. I love you. Um, it's Mark David Chapman's birthday I today. I don't love him. No. no. He's a bad man. Nobody loves him. He, he shot bad things. Shot and killed John Lennon. He's out of his mind. So I watched a documentary on him recently. Did um, you? Uh, turns out he's crazy. Yeah. 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 But the story is, you know, the story of that particular murder and, and all the particulars, like carrying Catcher in the Rye and that he aligned himself with, uh, that book meant everything to him. And he also kind of wanted to be John, right? Oh, absolutely. Very much Another wanted case, to be him. You kill the thing you love the most. Yeah, it's just, I can't wrap my mind around that. Didn't he get an autograph from him that day? He or did, yes. Nick, yeah, okay. hours earlier. In fact, it was outside. The Dakota. The, the Dakota, yeah. Wow. yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a picture of him, of yes. John uh, signing, same, same day, yeah. signing his album, signing uh, Mark David Chapman's album. Yeah, it's messed up. Uh, I wouldn't have included him, but there's not a whole lot of birthdays today. Uh, so I threw that in there. It's also, Steve, it's Dave Mason's birthday oh, today. God. Yeah. There ain't no bad guys. There's only you and me, and we just disagree. Song. He didn't write it, but it's a great song. Yeah, we had him on the air uh, one time, and we didn't know he didn't. He didn't write that song. Look, as you can barely hear me, I'm way in the background. Uh, he was in the band Traffic. Yes, he was. Which great band, man. Um, just a. I mean, really cool, moody tunes. Yeah. Dear Mr. Fantasy. Yeah. This, yeah. No, this is what good... starts off uh, Endgame. Oh, yeah. it's great. Yeah. You know, it's a great uh, um, sex and up song, Low Spark of High Heel Boys. Oh, it's a fantastic tune, man. Is this him singing? No, no. That's no. that's Steve Winwood. I thought it was Steve Winwood. Yeah. Okay. It turns out Dave Mason really didn't do anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Except birthday. we just disagree. Yeah, that's it. That's I a great song. Yeah, I disagree. Uh, Dave Mason is 75 today, so happy birthday. 
Uh, it's also Linda Evangelista. Linda. Oh, she was in um, the George Michael video with all the models. Yes, yeah. that's right. Um, Which was sex. freedom. A freedom. Freedom. That yeah, was it. Free yeah. sex. And she would have been about that time that that supermodel became yes. elevated, really, really, really big. Who was the first? Uh, who was coined as the first supermodel? Don't know uh, because that term came into being around that time. Around that time, you're right. Yeah. Oh uh, well. It was that one chick who was in the surreal life, wasn't she? Or at least she says she was. Oh, she. Uh, that's right. Uh, the drug addict and former drug oh, addict. Oh yeah. What the hell is her name? I don't. Uh, oh, come on. What is her name? She was very outspoken with Harvey Weinstein. Yes. yes. Dickinson. Yeah. Yeah. Jenny Dickinson. Okay. You're right. Yeah. Uh, Linda Evangelista, stunning, uh, is 56 today. Uh, and the last birthday I saw that I will mention is uh, Kenan Thompson, Saturday Night oh. Live. Yeah, I love that guy. and Good Burger. Yeah. <laughs> I love Good Burger. Mm. That was it. Now the longest running cast member ever on he the is. history of SNL. Yeah. Ever? Yeah. Who was before that? Uh, I, I think it was Tim Tracy. Meadows. Was maybe it's Tracy. Yeah, um, one of the longest running. Maybe it was Tim Meadows. Yeah. I know that. So, well, anyway, happy birthday to you, Mr. Thompson. By the way, he's maintaining that legacy by also doing a sitcom as well at the same time. Yeah. So he does his own sitcom. Forty-three today. All right, let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question: uh, Which famous actress shares her name with William Shakespeare's wife? Two one five two six three WMMR is the number, and we will go to Josh. Hey, Josh. Hey, good morning. You guys rock. Thanks, man. All right, Josh. Uh, William Shakespeare's wife. What was her name? Her name was Anne Hathaway. He's correct. <laughs> now, is that a adopted name? I don't think so because. I saw an interview with Anne Hathaway not that long ago, and apparently she was always Annie. So I know that Anne is her right actual first name. Uh, the, um, that's a good question. Nick, could you look up and see if uh, Anne's Hathaway, if that's Anne her birthday? Jacqueline Hathaway. Yeah, there you go. That's her birthday. All right. So maybe she, I'm sure she was named after her, probably. Yeah. All right. Uh, so Josh got it right. We are going to give him a digital download the heart stopping thriller locked in, starring Mina Savari and Costas Mandaler. And it's a hostage that must stay one step ahead of her captors in their hunt for stolen diamonds. If she has any chance to escape alive, uh, you can buy or rent it tonight's Rated R from Paramount Pictures. Here's a fun fact about Anne Hathaway, the actress, which I didn't know until just now. Her maternal grandfather worked at WIP AM. What? Which was uh, a radio station here in Philadelphia. <laughs> she did that laugh, and uh, she was also named after Shakespeare's wife. But uh, wow. yeah, so she, she has um, roots in Philadelphia radio. That's very cool. Nice. A lot of celebrities recently have been having, uh, exposing their ties to Philadelphia. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go through the box office uh, this weekend. Number one was uh, Wrath of Man. Good. It made $8 million uh, with uh, Jason Statham. Uh, and that's, uh, uh, were we talking to? Yes, uh, we were talking to. Uh, the, Mac and Andy. Thank yeah, you. Mac, 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 you also have uh, Demon Slayer followed by Mortal Kombat. Uh, I have to admit, I have no idea what Demon Slayer is. Godzilla versus Kong. Then you have Ryan the Last Dragon, followed by Separation. Here today, Nobody, The Unholy, and at number 10 was Tom and Jerry. We'll start with the Royals uh, for a little bit here. Prince William and Prince Harry are still at odds. Sources tell Page Six that the pair insisted on uh, giving separate speeches at the unveiling of a statue. But at the same time. Of their late mother, (laughs) Princess Diana. (laughs) Uh, Insiders are concerned that they're not putting on a united front. Wow, I thought that would actually take a better turn after the the death of uh, Prince Philip, but... 
Uh, apparently not. They were widely expected to reunite in July for the unveiling. Um, and according to a source at The Sun, they said you might have thought that they'd go for a joint statement and speech, but that's not the case. Each has insisted on preparing uh, their own. So that's how they worked it out. Uh, followers of the royal family are wondering if Prince Charles meant to snub Meghan when wishing her son and his grandson, Archie, a happy birthday. Uh, according to a photo that he captioned himself with his son Harry and grandson Archie, it said, Happy birthday to Archie, who turns two today. Uh, followers noted that Meghan was noticeably absent in his dedication mm. while she appeared in other royal birthday dedications. Did he mention his uh, grandson as well? or did just, just... Yeah, he mentioned Archie. He said, yeah, happy birthday to Archie, right. who did turns mention... two today. Okay, so did he mention his son? He Well, he was, there was a picture. It was a photo of himself with his son Harry and ah, grandson Archie. So she right. wasn't anywhere. He was in it. Uh, so, yeah. So some this would be the perfect situation. Trying to read that. Uh, no, Char- Megan. Uh, Charles is reportedly <laughs> fuming over Megan and Harry's tell-all with Oprah. Oh. Uh, Jersey Shore star Ronnie Ortiz Magro is speaking out about mental health after the Los Angeles District Attorney's Office downgraded his felony charge of domestic abuse against his girlfriend, Sapphire Matos, to a potential misdemeanor. On Instagram stories, he shared a quote. It said, it's okay to feel unstable. It's okay to disassociate. It's okay to hide from the world. It's okay to need help. It's okay to not be okay. Man, he's a good writer. Uh, your mental illness is not a personal failure. Inspirational words from Ronnie Ortiz Magro. It's okay to be upset. It's okay to be sad. It's okay to be hungry. It's okay to be sleepy. It's okay. It's okay to be hungry. It's okay to be horny, too. It's okay to be horny. Yeah. Is it okay to put but your... But it's never okay to be late for supper. No. Yeah. <laughs> is it okay What's to... What's that neck brace? Uh, I'm not wearing what? a neck oh, brace. Sorry. What's that neck brace? I was going to ask if it was okay. <laughs> never mind. Okay. All right. Never mind. We're going past this part. Go past this part. Uh, have he... you... By the way, Case, have you seen him lately? <clears throat> no. I think he's had cosmetic surgery. Oh, really? I wouldn't be surprised. I think he's had cosmetic. He looks different. He looks different, not in a way that weight loss would make you look different. Mm. Huh. Uh, he was previously arrested multiple times for abusing his now ex, Jen Harley, with whom he shares a child. Uh, he was hit uh, with seven misdemeanors, including domestic violence, in back in 2020. He's a raving lunatic. Uh, Ginger Duggar Vuolo. And her husband, Jeremy Buolo, are horrified by the latest accusations leveled against her brother, Josh. The father of six was arrested on charges of receiving and possessing child pornography six years after the story of him allegedly molesting children, including a few of his sisters, became public. What a mess this guy is. Insiders tell people that they are horrified and disgusted. And uh, the source said, being a family themselves, the idea of these kinds of charges against Josh are a horrific thing. Uh, Ginger is having a hard time coping with it. Though the scandal has taken an emotional toll on the couple, according to the source, the Counting On stars are focusing on their own family, including a daughter's Felicity, Felicity. and Evangeline. Evangeline. <laughs> uh, well, you figure if you have 50 kids, you're yeah. going to have a stinker in the group, right? You have to. I mean, I mean the just the law of averages. Yeah. yeah. What, at what number are you more than likely to give birth to a serial killer? Like, uh, yeah, it's a good question. I don't know. Out of stop 50? at 25. <laughs> mm-hmm. This uh, is so gross, though. He's oh, yeah. It's incredibly oh, gross. Yeah. And he looks like a, he looks like the exact guy you f- would think of as a Ugh. as a pedo. 
And there's a uh, track record. Yeah, it's yeah. terrible. Uh, this was sad to see. Steve and I were texting about this this weekend. Tawny Katane. Uh, you know her from rock music videos over the years. Bachelor Party starred with Tom Hanks in that movie. She was his fiance. She was great in that movie. Uh, she passed away. She was 59 years old. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. Uh, the Orange County Coroner's Office said that she died at her home in Newport Beach on Friday. The cause of death was not immediately released. She d- was... Um, there- they, was she the one that they said was dead a few months ago? No. Who no, was that? No, that was a different one. Um, I know who you're talking about. Oh, it was the different hot redhead, yeah, right? Um, the chick yeah. from Beastmaster by any chance? Oh, uh, uh, yes, Tanya Roberts. Tanya Roberts, yeah, they, that's they, they, okay. She, she had gone into the hospital. They prematurely announced her death. Right, and, and then, and then, she, then died. she died. Yeah. Then she, okay. uh, her daughters, Winter and Rain, confirmed their mother's death on Catan's Instagram account. They, they had written, uh, we just want to say thank you uh, for all of you, her fans and her friends, uh, for always showing her such support and love. You gave her life every day. Tawny Catan was a classic, the, the ba- one of the babes of that time. So she was a stunner. Yeah, man. and, and uh, I myself, I remember, I would try to replicate her moves i would dance that same way on my pinto right right not the same no she did it on a jaguar but right uh so she was on the cover of two albums uh for the band rat by the way and several music videos for white snake including this one of course the the huge hit song in 1987 and she's you know on top of the the hood of the car and looked unbelievably gorgeous she was married to um yeah to um david coverdale Coverdale for a while yeah uh, and of course, like I said earlier, she was a fiance in uh, Tom Hanks to Tom Hanks' character in Bachelor Party, which she was really good in. She's by great. The way. She was really good. Yeah, and she was on an episode of Seinfeld. She played Jerry's girlfriend in a 1991 episode. The bad actress. Uh, other TV credits included a stint as a co-host on America's Funniest People, and on the reality yeah. shows The Surreal Life and Celebrity Rehab with Dr. Drew. In which she revealed her struggle with substance abuse. So that's you know uh, that's what's in my mind as she my, you know, the story I of know. her dying at, at fifty nine. Wasn't she married to a ball player as well? For yeah, a while? yeah, it's very she, tumultuous. Yeah, she was also married to a guy named uh, Chuck Finley. Mm-hmm. Um, was he a big star? He was a really uh, strong starter for okay. a number of years. Yeah, he, he may have won the Cy Young, but they there was uh, allegations of physical abuse in that. Yeah, oh, uh, from her to him, wasn't there? I believe so. Yeah, yeah it got it got um, bad. So they had two daughters. Uh, Coverdale tweeted on Saturday, my sincere condolences to her children, her family, friends, and fans. So that was just out of the blue. Yeah. And I was telling Steve when I uh, I saw the uh, the story on uh, Saturday night, and I immediately, you know, just started doing a little bit of research. And, and I, I typed in her name, and then I hit images. And, like, all the photos that came up were of her recently. And she had, unfortunately, gone down the bad plastic surgery route. Yeah. And yeah. just yeah. did not. You know, she she, she didn't. She, she was she, becoming she, a cat. She tinkered too much. Yeah, she was so beautiful, man. She was such a naturally pretty girl, uh, but uh, nonetheless, sad at that age, man. Terrible to hear. All right, we need something lighter than that. So this will certainly fit that bill. Recently, a clip of Adam Sandler arriving at an IHOP location. Of course, we talked about that. Showed him leaving due to a thirty-minute wait. It went viral. But last week, Sandler tweeted out for the record, "I only left IHOP." Because the nice woman told me that the all-you-can-eat deal didn't apply to the milkshakes. <laughs> so now IHOP has responded to that, stating that it'll offer all-you-can-drink milkshakes today. What? Oh. There's one catch. It's only good on Long Island. 
Yes. Uh, and there's also another catch. Uh, it has to be between noon and 8 p.m. at 19 participating IHOP locations. You can down as many milkshakes as your heart desires. Uh, for those not in New York, you should know that for every milkshake sold today, though, at any location, IHOP will donate a dollar up to $50,000 to Comedy Gives Back, the nonprofit that is supporting comedians during uh, the pandemic. That's the way to play it. Which I would go, favorite. Kathy, you know Sunrise Highway. I yeah, go to the IHOP course. on Sunrise Highway because that's has the most parking. But um, <laughs> I always loved the um, – I actually always was a big IHOP fan, but I never went there for pancakes. I love their hamburgers. Really? Yeah, I know. It's stupid, but I would yeah. only go there for pancakes. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Uh, I haven't been in an IHOP in ages. I didn't even know they had milkshakes. And by the way, and all you can eat milkshakes, I mean, <laughs> how, many, one how many do you want? That's yeah. one yeah, milkshake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can right? eat a lot, and I, I can only do one. Is yeah. this milkshake bottomless? Because I really need as much as I can get. I would definitely attempt to. <laughs> right? Yeah. Right. I mean, just because you're paying for it. Give it a shot. <laughs> There's a place on Rage that has malted milkshakes. And, and if you get the... Um, I think it's called the ice cream bakery. If you get the large one, you're gonna die. Yeah. If you, I mean, your your heart will cease. It's too much. I used to love going to Ruby's case because they would give you the uh, the the milk shake in the, in the the glass. Yes, and then they would hand you the the cup, the, yes. the, the the mixer that still had a lot left in it. And Friendly's you would did essentially that. get two of them. Yeah, I love that. Nifty Fifties does that as well. Yeah, I think um, it's an old school. So, type of thing. Ponderosa, that was a chain, was yes, it? Yes, it was. Okay. Absolutely. Because when we were in grade school, they had a um, all-you-could-eat ice cream bar. <laughs> and we would go, one person would buy it, and then, like, oh five God, of us. seriously? Yes. <laughs> we were 12. We didn't, yeah. you know. We, so we stole ice cream, essentially, is what would happen. You know, one person and would buy it. now they're out of business. Now, Look yeah. what you did. Oh, put them out of business. I kind of miss those steak chain places yeah. that were like a, you walked up with your tray and counter and you just pick it yeah, and they, yeah, they'd yeah. load it up. But they would cook your steak fresh for you and it yeah. would be done at the end after you ordered it. But you got all your sides on the way. You ever go to Hoss's? No, I've never even heard of Hoss's. Yeah, I, 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 there were like five of them in the state. and There was one near college. So, case, same thing. All you could eat, ice cream. Um, but the, it was it was a cheap way to get a relatively decent yeah. meal. And, uh, and But, yeah, all you could eat, so many things on the on the menu well that's awesome. similar and i think it's still around if you go to like texas when i go over visit my dad there are there there's morrison's and there's lubies and they take exact, the it's exactly that preston <laughs> down with the tray yeah, <laughs> bend lubies. over yeah. here's your luby you're gonna get lubed uh yeah i used to work at a place when i was in high school called york steakhouse it was just yeah. like that yeah. was, and and I, I loved it so we had the flip of the coin after church there, there'd be like a, a, a ponderosa and across the Parking lot was the McDonald's, and so like you know, which one do we, which one are we yeah. going to today? That's a perfect. Which after one does Jesus place? want us to go to? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Juliana Rancic is leaving her post of ease red carpet coverage. Oh, really? That's a significant yeah. loss, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, she said, after 20 fabulous years hosting ease red carpet, I have decided to step out of my red carpet heels into a new pair of shoes. She said, one of my passions is great storytelling, and I'm thrilled to announce a new development deal with E's parent company, NBC Universal, where I will be producing and bringing stories to life. Ah, I like stories. She said, to my E family, thank you for allowing me to make my red carpet dreams come true for the past two decades. It's truly been a highlight of my career and life. Uh, she has been at E on and off for two decades, beginning as an E correspondent and becoming co-host of E News in 2005. She previously left the show in 2015, focused on family, returning in 2018 
and ex- uh, exiting again in 2019 ahead of the relocation of E! News from Los Angeles to New York City in January 2020. Didn't she have, she had like her... She had cancer, right? Uh, yeah, she did. She, she beat it. something. She yeah. beat it, yeah. She but no, it. she had um, her own show. I don't know if it was like a reality show oh. or... Oh, uh, yeah, it was. It was. Where you... her, her husband was one of the first Apprentice winners. Oh, so, okay. Uh, yeah, and um, so they were like a celebrity, <laughs> the reckoning of a celebrity couple. But I, I feel was, like this red carpet stuff is really what elevated her to yeah, her, yes, her yeah. status. Where she she was on with Joan Rivers and all that stuff, yeah. so they would they would all, you know, assess people's wear and gowns and crap like that. And she was good at it because d- despite not appearing on E! News regularly, she continued to host the Live from the Red Carpet mm-hmm. coverage because she did a good job at it. When E! first came on, the cable channel, E! when it first originated, was it... 24-hour entertainment news or what I'm trying to remember when I when it first came on. It's been around, it seems like, forever. Right. But they they weren't, it didn't seem to me that they debuted with a whole bunch of original programs. I don't remember all the, yeah. yeah I, I think it was mainly just reporting on what Celeb yeah. Drive to and Talk Soup and stuff like that. Right, right. I think that might have been part of the early program. I'm not sure, Steve. Um, you'd have to look up the Bravo wiki to, page. Bravo used to be all snooty programming and now it's Real Housewives. Right. Yeah. Totally. Uh, Elon Musk hosted Saturday Night Live and uh, delivered a classic opening monologue. We have some clips from that. Uh, And a surprise twist at the end. He said uh, that he was the first SNL host with Asperger's Syndrome. And then he said, or at least the first to admit it, which is uh, supposed to be a reference to Dan Aykroyd, who's a member of the cast, hosted uh, in 2003 after leaving. Um, and Aykroyd also has Asperger's, uh, and uh, which is why he's kind of a, an interesting character. Well, the thing is, and I was thinking about this, uh, Amy Schumer's husband has uh, Asperger's as well. And, and the thing that I was reading is that there is a level of focus that comes with this. And, and when you look at what he has been able to achieve in his life and the way his mind works, mm-hmm. this is obviously something that fuels that, you mm-hmm. know? I, I think... I, I think he did a solid job. So do I. I think his monologue was, well, you know, obviously it was written for him, but he, his delivery in his way was solid. Give a listen and tell us what you think. It's an honor to be hosting Saturday Night Live. I mean that. Sometimes after I say something, I have to say, I mean that. <laughs> so people really know that I mean it. That's because I don't always have a lot of intonation or variation in how I speak. <laughs> Which I'm told makes for great comedy. <laughs> I'm actually making history tonight as the first person with Asperger's to host SNL. <laughs> or at least the first to admit it. <laughs> so I won't make a lot of eye contact with the cast tonight. <laughs> but don't worry, I'm pretty good at running human in emulation mode. <laughs> And then he talks about his son's name. So, yes. So uh, let's hear that clip. Here we go. SNL is also a great way to learn something new about the host. For example, this is my son's name. <laughs> they show a picture of it? It's all the figures and stuff, right. yeah. It's pronounced cat running across the keyboard. Yeah. <laughs> he, had, um, he had a really, really funny line during that monologue, but the, the line itself was, was funny, but... It was the looks that he did afterwards that were really funny. I wish I could remember what the joke was, but he worked well with his material. Yeah, so that was that was solid, and he he did character stuff. And he was even there was a uh, like a Mario Kart Mm -hmm. uh, skit, and he was he was doing the the accent, and he was in there. He was he was Wario. Yeah, what was Wario on trial? (laughs) It was pretty funny. Uh, And then we have a clip of a a, um, 
sketch they did called Murder Dirter. Oh, my God. The best. Yeah. I had this sent to me so many times over the weekend. I, I watched it on Saturday night. It, it was great, and it's uh, you know sort of based on Mayor of Easttown, but, man, is it funny. Okay, we have several clips of this. It's it's long, but it's well worth it. All right, here we go. Would you guys quit eating Wawa Hokies over the body, please? Sorry, Ross. From the makers of Mayor of Easttown, and it's always sunny in Philadelphia, comes... No. Is it my daughter? And when she's murdered. They murdered my daughter? I'm afraid to say. <laughs> my daughter had a baby daughter and they murdered her! Pennsylvania crime show. I got you, Ziggy. I'm gonna choose to take, take the edge off. Oh, thanks, care. <laughs> oh my god, that's so funny. Here we go. Highly accurate, says the Delco Daily. The writers clearly. The Delco Daily. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Yeah. By the way, in the uh, uh, episode last night, there was a news clip, uh, newspaper clipping on the wall from the Daily Times. Really? I was like, oh my god, they delivered that newspaper. <laughs> Googled. They were the foods and the towns. Third on this third matches the steam down in Downington. Del Roysford past Hokesson. That's Concha Hawken? No, past Hokesson over by the Jangoff Bridge. Great, and you guys can spell all that for me later. Oh my God! <laughs> One of the, how much of this went over the heads of the majority of, of the, the country? People. This yeah. is great for us, though. Totally, <laughs> it was well done, and I love the Jagoff Bridge. Oh, it's yeah. awesome! Yeah. And do do we have the? Um, there was a special cameo that was in the <laughs> yeah thing no, as well. It, well, play it. Yeah, Here we go. This is the third clip. The New York Times says so authentically Pennsylvania. I'm assuming absolutely everyone was related to each other. Look here, and you know why you're a cop. Because your pop was a cop, and your pop-pop was a cop, and your pop-pop's pop-pop was the original Philly fanatic. It's not your fault you're sending in the Schuylkill on purpose. How does he know all that? Because he's my cousin, and he's my cousin, and that's my ex-husband's and uh, that girl. Hey, Gare. Let me guess, your cousin? Maybe it's my granddaughter. Granddaughter? How old are you? I'm a Philly 40. (laughs) (laughs) But at one point, uh, Tina Fey makes an appearance. It's perfect, yeah. Nice, nice. And gritty. Gritty in Um, the the woods. Philly fanatic, technically. Technically, <laughs> technically, well, it was a picture of him. Okay. Wait, did Tina Fey like she spoke with the accent? Yes. Oh. Yeah, she was a suspect in one of the uh, in, uh, interrogation rooms. <laughs> oh, that's awesome! Nice. All right, uh, a couple other quick things. Um, Gal Gadot uh, confirmed rumors that Joss Whedon was a bit nasty to her during the filming of Justice League in 2017. Uh, she said in an interview, "He kind of threatened my career and said if I did something, he would make my career miserable." And I just took care of it instead, she said. She could beat the piss out of him. Uh, Whedon uh, has come under fire for mistreating a range of actors, including uh, Ray Fisher, who is the most outspoken. But she's kind of concurring. Yeah, yeah it sucks, too, because I like I like the stuff he's done. But it turns out he's an a-hole. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Emma Thompson says that turning 60 really helped her find herself. Uh, in an interview with British Vogue. The Here t- I am. Two-time Academy Award winner said, uh, she's 62 years old, said, I think what I feel principally now is free in a new chapter of life. I am uncomfortable trying to look slim and fashionable because I am not, and now it's loud that I am not. I love being bloated and veiny. Uh, She said that she'd rather perform than pose. She said, I fancy a bit of fun. I like her a lot. Yeah, she's cool. Who got that interview? uh, That was uh, N... No, that was British Folk. Okay. There you go. I don't get British Folk. Damn it. All right, and then uh, one more thing. 
Uh, Kim Zolchak Beerman. Yes, you know this name, Preston. Her Don't Be Tardy show has been canceled. No! Yeah. man. A show I've never heard of before. It's canceled (laughs) after eight seasons on Bravo. Bravo, I have not been to Bravo in a long time. Eight seasons. I've never heard of this Uh, song. Don't Be Tardy? Yeah. Here's a woman who has... I think might have dabbled in plastic surgery here, Kathy. This uh, yeah, we're like late. she looks like the Michelin Man's wife. Injections, yeah. are more likely. So, according to, I'm sorry that the show's wrapping up. A spokesperson at Bravo, they said we have enjoyed watching the incredible journey of Kim. Are they the only ones of Kim? Croy and the entire family who grew up right before oh our God. eyes. The dude's name is Croy. K R O Y. We are so thankful to. It is. It's a dumb name. To have. Well, I've, there's more. Uh, to have had the opportunity to share the life and touching moments with our audience uh, is not returning. So eight years. Her, it, the show followed her life of Kim, her husband Croy, daughters Brielle, Ariana, and the youngest Bremens are Kaya, Kane, Cash, and KJ. Oh. Which ones do you think they had together? Yeah. Not Brielle and Ariana. No, no, right? no. Just Kaya, Kane, Cash, and KJ. Yeah. The other two, I think, were probably from another relationship. Let's I'm guessing. have alliteration. Yep. Uh, so, I know you're all upset, but that show's over now. I'm just stunned. Yeah. Eight years of a show that I had absolutely no idea existed. Mm-hmm. Eight years. And actually, one more story, because uh, we do have a little bit of time here. So, uh, an original Star Wars Episode Five, Empire Strikes Back script. Uh-huh. Uh, which revealed how the pivotal plot twist was hidden from actors. Smashed auction estimates to sell for $32,000. It once belonged to David Prowse, who played Darth Vader. He was the guy in the uh, costume, as we've said many times before. So the script hides the final revelation? Correct. I think Steve's, or Nick has mentioned this before. Yeah, we talked about it when David Prowse, uh, Prowse passed. And yeah. I, re- I remember, Preston, you brought up... Uh, this auction, because there's some pretty cool items on there. Yeah, so uh, the script was marked Vader at the top of each page. Uh, the incomplete script was auctioned by East Bristol Auctions in the U.K. Uh, last week. Vader's most famous lines to Luke Skywalker, I am your father, uh, was left out. The script provided uh, to or pro- uh, provided to Prowse omits... Or, what the hell the is this The script that he got omits... Oh, he gave to yeah, him, yeah, or yeah. provided to Prowse omits the key revelation and shows different lines in its place. Do you and, know what the, ori- what, what it's, oh, what? the original line is, where do you want to go to lunch? No, the original yeah. line was, Luke, we will be the most powerful in the galaxy. Uh-huh. You will have everything you could ever want. Do not resist. It is our destiny. Well, that's a longer line. But yeah. it was, it, it would make sense and yeah. he could still react that yeah. way, I guess. Right. So, um, his script was the top earner during the Star Wars-themed auction that netted a total of about a half million dollars. Other highlights included a signed Mark Hamill photo. We have uh, the original line that got the screen, Preston. Okay. I have no underwear. Oh, wow. <laughs> and signed Carrie Fisher uh, photo and a uh, cast list of a, and a replica lightsaber uh, sold as well. Uh, no one here real pro droids there. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> It'd be great if he's trying to do the line and I think he's making the noise and keeps looking down and like, shut up. Shut up. Stop that. Shut up! I'm your father. Yeah, I was going to tell you. Yeah. yeah. Try to tell him something. 
All right. Uh, now we can do the clips. Yep. We'll start with this one. The Crime of the Century is a two-part documentary about the opioid epidemic. In this clip, director and producer Alex Gibney speaks about the genesis of this issue. Here we go. The reason I called it the crime of the century and the reason I was interested in doing it was it seemed like the opioid crisis was being presented to us almost like a natural disaster, like a hurricane or a flood, as if it just happened. Upon examination, it seems clear that it was manufactured, manufactured by a number of key corporations. I don't give a f- uh, Crime of the Century premieres tonight, 9 o'clock on HBO. He's the same guy that did the um, Scientology. It looks really good. Going clear documentary, Steve. Yeah, there's a record amount of fentanyl coming into the uh, into the country right now. And uh, the, I was watching some of the uh, the teaser clips from this. It looks excellent. Here's the next clip. Paper Spiders follows a teen making a series of tough choices as her mother's paranoid delusions threaten to destroy their loving relationship. And here, director Natalie... Uh, Champanirin talks about how she hopes her screenplay will help those dealing with a mental illness. Here we go. And what we hope is that like people will learn something from it and take away. It doesn't have to be secretive and, and it doesn't have to be shameful. And we were actually, um, we didn't share this, that it was based on or inspired at least by a true story. Yeah! Paper Spiders is now available on Amazon Prime, by the way. And that's the entertainment report for you, friend. Um, so, a couple things. We have our first coolest teacher of the year school that we have chosen. And that school is Upper Perkyoman High School in Pennsburg, PA. And it's very simple. All you have to do is text the word teacher. If you're a student there, text the word teacher to 39333. We'll send you the voting link so you can then... Fill in the name of the person you think deserves that. And we have new prizes this year. We have, of course, the official Coolest Teacher their coffee mug. We have a pair of MM Barbecue tickets to sit in the Coolest Teacher section, a Coolest Teacher t-shirt to wear to the show, and a $25 gift card to Acme Markets. That's insane. Flavors. Yep, absolutely. So, uh, so Upper Perk, it's up to you guys. Now, we have a concert announcement coming up. Yeah. It says 7 o'clock. Anytime after 7. All right, so you want to do it at the top of our next break? or For sure. Okay. All right, so why don't we do that? Tease them. We'll, we'll take a break, and we'll come back with that information. And uh, also, don't forget, friends, final week for the Preston Steve Money Clip. The money can be yours, but you got to play to win. We'll be back in just a moment. 93.3 WMMR presents... You answered the phone. Who the F is this, right? Yeah, I did. Preston and Steve's Money Clips. The phone kept ringing, and then I kind of lost it a little bit. So I'm beyond embarrassed. Don't worry, it's our little secret. Your shot at stuffing 500 bucks in your Money Clip. I've never won anything. I can't believe it. Up to seven times a day. Weekdays. You made my week. I sure the f*** hope we have. <laughs> See official rules and details at WMMR.com. Congratulations, and thank you so much for listening. MMR. Rocks. Uh, thank you very much. Sponsored by Hyundai City, South Jersey's official Hyundai headquarters. 93.3 WMMR. Take care. You too. Thank you. <laughs> off. <laughs> you too. Everything. Who the f*** is this? That rocks. A few things going on. We have to uh, make an announcement. We're yeah. doing a concert announcement. Oh, Will yeah. we do that now, Casey? Yeah, we should know. do it, right? Okay. I need the... Uh... Just yeah. take our clothes off. I need the information. Well, I gotta you know make what? sure it's I got it. All up there. All right. Um, well, this is uh, this is kind of a, a follow up concert announcement because there is going to be a second Genesis. What? Show. That is correct. 
song. It will be a second. This and is my favorite Genesis song. Woo! Yes. There we go. Genesis is going to be playing another show, and this will be night number two, Friday, December 3rd, 2021, at the Wells Fargo Center. And tickets are going to be on sale Friday at 10 a.m. at Wells Fargo Center, Philly.com. So this has become one of those shows where people are just buying tickets left and right, even though they're not cheap. Tickets. They're pricey, for sure. Yeah. But, of course, people are just chomping at the bit, as they say, to go see Genesis, to go see anything, for Christ's sake. I love that. Uh, so, once again, it's going to be December 3rd, this particular show. Tickets will be on sale this Friday at 10 a.m., Wells Fargo Center, Philly.com. There will be a pre-sale, by the way, at WMMR.com on Thursday. Nice. You can get the complete details at the website and then listen to Pierre and us here on the President Steve Show for your chance to win tickets. Do you think Lily Collins will be there, Preston? Do you think she'll show up? Lily, you know what? I hope so. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not sure if she uh, goes around and checks out her dad's show. I'm sure she does. What does she have to do? Uh, So, once again, let me reiterate it. It's Genesis again, Last Domino Tour, night number two. The first show is sold out. So, Friday, December 3rd, Wells Fargo Center. Tickets on sale this Friday at 10 a.m. at wellsfargocenterphilly.com. But make sure you go to WMMR.com because there will be a pre-sale on Thursday and all the details will be there. Pierre's got tickets. We have tickets. We'll give them away this week. Excellent. Thanks for your chance to win. Um, So, I I have a handful of stories about people who died recently are you saying it's time for the necromancer the necromancer i think uh yes it is time to from the cryptic comes the yeah. bringer of news of death he is the necromancer right this way so uh we'll start with uh we already covered one earlier notice but- his gray pallor <laughs> and his languished tone there was a gentleman named uh, Helmut Jean. Yeah. I guess is how you say his name. Or Hel- Helmut, H-E-L-M-U-T. Is that Helmut? Yeah, Helmut. And uh, Jan is maybe how you pronounce his last name. J-A-H-N. He was a German-born architect, and he was the gentleman who designed one Liberty Place. Oh, wow. In the Philadelphia so skyline. He changed the skyline. And yeah. you know what? I, like, um, people come down here... And they, I always hear it from people who are visiting. Wow, the, your skyline's really cool. It's really, it's it's an interesting, it's a nice looking skyline. Yeah. Some cities do not have that. It didn't used to be. It right? didn't used to be, right. No. So he was instrumental in yeah. changing that around, Nick. Him and Willard Rouse. I mean, I remember, Casey, I'm sure you do too, but growing up, uh, that was a huge deal when that yeah. announcement got made that they were going to go taller than Billy Penn. And when, when Liberty Place was you know, was going to be created, there was a lot of controversy. There were some, you know, some traditionalists who didn't want that to happen. I think it's for the better for the city. I think the city looks a lot better with the result of uh, Liberty One being up there. Uh, he was 81 years old. By the way, he was uh, he died on Saturday. Yeah. He was riding his bike in Chicago. He was struck by two cars. Oh, man. oh my God. No. Horrible oh, accident. God. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, Mr. Jan, who moved to Chicago in 1966 to study architecture, was already a rising star in the mid-80s when he was approached by the Philadelphia development company Rouse & Associates Mm -hmm. and asked to design a marquee skyscraper that would exceed Philly's traditional height limit for tall buildings. And so at that time, the city had maintained, which was an unwritten gentleman's agreement, uh, that obliged designers to defer to City Hall's tower to keep their high-rises shorter than the statue of William Penn, Billy Penn's hat. Yeah. The of the hat. 
Um, and it was a rule that had uh, produced a pretty dreary skyline, just flat-topped 40-story buildings. Uh, but Mr. Jan's design for a skyscraper crowned with a neo-deco cascade of chevrons was crucial in helping Rouse and Associates convince hesitant Philadelphia officials to abandon the height limit. And that's what did it. I think it was modeled after the Chrysler building. It was, yes. yes. They, they, they wanted to go with something similar to that. Uh, shape. You know, the, the funny thing is, is that if you t- see the scene in the original Rocky where he runs up the steps and turns around and looks at that skyline, that's it was kind of drab. Yeah, yeah. for a long, long time. Uh, did he design Liberty Two as well? Um, I don't think so. Nick. No, I don't think. Uh, I think I was reading a little bit further on, and they they moved on. That was uh, Lauer and Associates. Lauer and Associates <laughs> did the Liberty Gary's two. father. It's yeah. funny. For as much as I like Liberty One, I always thought Liberty Two looked a little stunted. Like it, it looked like a, a, the, a twin tower that didn't quite reach its potential. Yeah. Well, you know what you want, at least. And I'm listen. I'm I'm, I'm uh, pre med. I'm not uh, architect, but I, I can tell you this. I, I like that sort of ascending. That, that, the crop of buildings in the middle of the city uh-huh. to be the tallest, you know, out. It, it gives it character. Um, Jan Helmet was the architect for Liberty, too. Okay, okay. I was incorrect. Thank you. Uh, they do have a similar appearance, obviously. They look like, you know, uh, kindred uh, buildings. Uh, but um, any other building at that time, it, it was twice as tall as any other building in the city. Uh, it wild. was uh, completed in 1988. It was 945 feet tall. Really? You know, it's wild to be in the Comcast, either of the two. Looking over at that, and uh, you know, because obviously they blew that out of the water. Yeah, uh, Liberty One has the observation deck up there now, and uh, it's great. I, I did it two or three years ago, and you get obviously great views. And, and we got to do the new Comcast building a couple of years ago, and that was really fun as well. I love being able to get up high in any city; it just gives you such a cool perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a great writer. Uh, her name is Inga Saffron. She writes about Philadelphia architecture, and she'll uh, find really weird old buildings in Philly. I mean, there's so much interesting architecture in our yeah. city. Some of it's bizarre. Some of it's quite frankly hideous. Uh, but she wrote about um, Helmut uh, Jan's passing yesterday and uh, and paid a nice tribute to him. So with that building standing the way it did, it it uh, it single handedly reoriented the Philadelphia skyline and shifted the visual center from City Hall to a little further out west. Uh, while Mister Jan had uh, built signature skyscrapers in many other cities, all in the same neo deco style. One Liberty Place is still considered his finest high-rise. You guys ever eat at R2L by any chance? I, I did. Yeah, it's yeah. God, really Shell cool. and I had dinner there one night. It was awesome. Man. Yeah. 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 Um, if, for those of you who don't know, it's a restaurant basically at the top of uh, Two Liberty Place. Yep. And it's, I mean, it's a fine dining establishment, but... I mean, just these it's as good. It's uh, as good a view as you could possibly get. Yeah, well, now yeah, I love that. Yeah, now that uh, the Four Seasons is at the top of the second Comcast Tower, that adds another um, I restaurant. Dig, yeah, I dig those those you know oh top God. of the world sort of views. I'll, I'll say this, you know the uh, the the look of, I mean, lit up at night, the city looks. Phenomenal, yeah. And I, I mean, I'd like to see more popping up like that. You guys ever been to a rotating restaurant I have. before? Yeah. I love them. I yeah. remember as a kid, we went to one. I forget exactly where it was, but I thought it was it was like like you're at an amusement park. You almost you yeah. know <laughs> raise your hands up as you're going around, but it's so awesome. It's weird. The whole floor spins yeah. around. Yeah, I, I think the Space Needle in Seattle does. It does. Okay. Yes. Yeah, and I've been up in that one. Nice. Uh, the purple orchid does as well. Oh, yes. purple orchid yeah, spins. the entire thing spins around Wait. the center pole. I didn't know that. Um, if the needle in Vegas does, then I was at that one. Is that, that the one that rotates. has a roller coaster? 
Yes. Well, it might now. Okay. Um, it didn't when I was there. Could you imagine, though, on this thing and what, what he was doing, what this gentleman did, you know, that because uh, I went to a school that was uh, broadcast and media and architecture. Those were the two main thrusts of this uh, school's curriculum. And uh, you'd see these, you know, t- to do something, to to first a, a, a blueprint, a drawing, and then mm-hmm. a, a rendering in, in a smaller scale, and then see that become a full-blown... yeah. Huge building has got to be something amazing. Anything that goes from design yeah. to um, commercial release, I'm right. blown away by by concept to uh, you know schematics and all the things that need to be put together and taking those steps to eventually prototype. And I'm fascinated by that. Think, I uh, think yeah. about when you did your house when you, you, oh. you, you like our Kathy when you, your houses were being built and you were selecting things like doorknobs for the bathroom. Think yeah. about that. On a high rise. I think I cried when I was picking doorknobs. I was like, I don't know. I can't do this. I don't know why I so many options. Listen, this is 90 stories. Make a decision. You know what? My the, Where my mind goes to on, on occasions when I think about, you know, creation of, of, uh, of, of products and things like that are, okay. So, you know, like I remember looking at like my... Uh, uh, my refrigerator and going, okay, so the handle on that refrigerator <laughs> yeah, yeah. had to be created and it had to be made with a machine. Yeah. But they had to make a machine that could make the handle and they had to make a machine that could make the machine that could make the handle. To make the and parts a- for the machine. Yes. yes. And that blow, that should blow my your mind. mind. Yes. A lot of times it doesn't. You should just sit. Every time you go home, you should get on your knees and kiss the floor. Damn right. For all the craftsmanship that went into it. So some sad news. R2L has closed permanently. The one oh, in, in, in two Liberty. Yeah. And then some people are texting in saying that the uh, observation deck in one Liberty is closed. Although I don't know. Um, it closed because of the pandemic last year. I don't know if they plan on reopening that or not. It, it closed in September of last year. There are plans, Nick, to keep one of the, like, at the top of uh, the, the Four Seasons, that the restaurant remains in place, but the entire city will rotate around it. Okay. okay. So, right. But they're trying to figure out how they will pull that off. It looks like uh, this closed last June, Nick. So we're was, right uh, on Michael, top of this. Michael Klein had uh, written that, but I mean, oh, listen, R two L he did, yeah, yeah. So do you know some? Do you know people who freak out? Like anyone who has any issues with height, if you go to a revolving restaurant, uh-huh. it's going to oh, yeah. be it's going to be extraordinarily bad. There's been a couple of times where I remember being at uh, at uh, this restaurant. Was it R L R two L R two L and um, getting kind of that vertigo sensation yeah. when oh, really? I got up to go to the bathroom, you know, and walking by because it's all the way around. You know, you can see all the way around. It spins at about what thirty miles an hour. No, this doesn't spin. Oh, okay, but uh, but just just walking and, and see, being up that high because I'm not used to being up that high. I would love to. That's what we need to do, Preston. Before before we end our broadcast careers, design a rooftop restaurant that revolves at thirty at miles thirty an miles an hour. <laughs> Well, would that be awesome? So that yeah. Well, you know what? All your drinks are served in an angled glass because right. the centrifugal force right. so pushes the liquid sideways. So, but all right. So here's a, here's a, a different take on the spinning restaurant, and they uh, uh, this was purchased for me last year, but because of the pandemic, it, it didn't actually happen. But the Ferris wheel at Steve at Maury's Pier, yeah, they do breakfasts there. Do they? Uh-huh. Oh, That's oh, pretty cool. Wheel. Yeah. I like that. I like it that too. Okay. Uh, well, anyhow, this gentleman who was integral in the recreation and reimagining of the Philadelphia skyline, Helmut Yon, has uh, passed away. 81 years old in a tragic accident, too. That's terrible. To yeah, hear. and apparently he was fit. He was out riding his bike. Uh, yeah, yeah. 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 All right. Somebody else died. 
Um, I and it, it was sad to hear this guy's passing, but someone else has held off the mortal coil. Yes. Who will that be, Necromancer? A gentleman by the name of Paul Van Dorn. I'd never heard of, of him before. Why does that sound familiar? Well, it wouldn't be because of what he did. Uh, because it's just one of those things you're like, oh, really? That guy. Co-founder of the Vans Company. Oh. Whose iconic Southern, iconic Southern California sneakers were beloved by skateboarders and became an international success. He died. He was 90 years old. And I don't... All right. So I don't necessarily know if you can call it a resurgence, but... I'm just going to say that they call had, it a comeback. They have had a major resurgence yeah. over the past like year Vans, or two. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll go through the the story because they uh, there was a time when they went bankrupt uh-huh. and it was going to be gone, and um, they, they bounced back, and now they're just huge again. Is the Vans store in still in? in there's no yeah at the at the Philadelphia outlets. Uh, there's a Vans store. Okay, yeah, and there used to be one in KOP, right? But it's not anymore. Um, I don't know. Okay, not sure. Uh, so the company, based out of Southeast Los Angeles, announced Van Doren's death on social media on Friday. They didn't provide any details. Uh, he had turned a family shoe business into a globally recognized brand. Uh, Van Doren was a high school dropout. He moved to Southern California from the Boston area. Uh, he, he and his brother James, who passed away in 2011, and business partners Gordon Lee and Serge Delia, Opened the Van Doren Rubber Company. Van Doren. Vans. You get it? Uh Yes. I didn't even think of that. So they they took, they they used the name. Um, So, yeah, they they opened up the Van Doren Rubber Company in Orange County in 1966, making and selling their own shoes. At first, they struggled to produce enough of the product to fill the shoe boxes on store shelves. Van Dorn had two decades of experience in shoe manufacturing, but none in retail, he recalled. Um, the first person, he said, gave me a $5 bill. A pair of shoes was $2.49. <laughs> uh, and it, this was in an interview, actually, he did last month uh, after he released his uh, memoir, which is called Authentic. He said, but I didn't have any money in the cash register, so I just gave her the shoes. Uh, we ended up selling 16 or 18 pairs of shoes that day. That day, and he said, you know what? I said, come back later and pay. And he said, every one of those people came back and paid. Well, there you go. Yeah. And the brand loyalty then. Uh, Van Doren's uh, son, Steve Van Doren, and his uh, father, he said his father's acumen helped make the business a, su- a success. He said, my dad was a systems guy. He said he did things like color coding the boxes, blue for men, green for women, and orange for boys, so you could see what inventory you had right away. And he would only open stores that had a free right-hand exterior wall. Oh, my gosh. Because he thought that was the best place to catch someone's eye if they were driving by. Wow. So when when did it make that jump and become such a part of the skater? I'll get to that. So Van Doren also allowed people to order customized shoes, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, he expanded the customer base by allowing various designs to be sold uh, everywhere from surf shops to department stores. Uh, in Authentic, his memoir, Van Doren said the key to success was to give customers what they wanted. He said if it's a checkerboard, if it's bright pinks and yellows, or if it happens to be dinosaurs or a skull and crossbones, listen to their two cents worth about colors and designs. Uh, the shoes with their canvas tops and tough diamond pattern rubber soles caught the fancy of skateboarders. Uh, the company, which kept a sharp eye on trends, was quick to catch on. He said everybody else was kicking these kids out of the park, kicking them out of the pools, and here's a company listening to them, backing them, and making shoes for them. Wow. Uh, the company said professional skateboarder Stacy 
uh, Peralta. Uh, they had paid him to wear its shoes. Vans also sold shoes, and I love this. They sold shoes individually. <laughs> you could just buy a right shoe yeah, or a well, left why? shoe. Stop it. He said because it benefited skateboarders who tended to wear out one at a time because oh. it would oh like God, drag so one funny. of their one of their one shoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And would and then they'd have one good shoe and one worn one, and so they were selling them one at a time. That's smart. It's smart stuff. And then of course you remember the the Vans Warped Tour, right? They were the the girls. yes, yeah. yeah. But the brand's popularity absolutely soared after Sean Penn wore a pair of checkerboard slip-ons in the movie Fast Times at Ridgemont High. <laughs> oh, my God! That's when it caught my eye. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's absolutely the moment where I was like, that, uh, saw that it took off from there. Cause, so what? what uh, the che- it was the checkerboard. 70s. What, that was 70s? Yeah, yeah. No, no, it was 1982. Oh, well, Fast okay. Times at Ridgemont High came out in 82? Yep. Wow, huh? Yep. So that's, uh, that's when it took off. However, knockoffs and competition ate into uh, Van's profits, along with misguided efforts to expand the range of its offerings with specialized shoes for football, basketball, skydiving, and even breakdancing. The company was forced into bankruptcy protection in 1984. That's how quick it happened. And was sold to a banking firm in 1988. Uh, Over the years, the brand's popularity waxed and waned, losing ground to newer, uh, high-techier kicks, and uh, regaining it when retro came back into fashion. Uh, the firm renamed Vans Incorporated went public in 1991 and in 2004 was sold to VF Corp of Denver, which owns a large number of footwear and apparel brands, including Dickies, Jan Sport, uh, Timberland, and North Face. Uh, today, Vans produces its shoes overseas. It continues to sell its traditional designs while also keeping an eye on trendsetters by collaborating with designers, skateboarding, BMX, and surfing pros and other celebrities. Uh, they rack up around two billion a year in sales. So it's uh, one of these fly-by-night companies. Uh, and the shoes have been seen on the feet of Justin Bieber, Kanye West, and even the Kardashians. Well, you had me at Bieber. So they're still <laughs> uh, relevant. And you have a pair, right? The Eddie Van Halen ones. I do. Yeah, yeah. those yeah. are cool. And and so obviously he got some, uh, you know, some kind of a deal to market those. I need to get more of them. I've sworn off. Who was I talking to the other day? I was talking to somebody else. Oh, uh, uh, Dave Cruz uh, from uh, XTU. Yeah. We both no longer buy shoelaces. We no longer oh, get shoes for you've shoelaces. You've given up on shoelaces, I huh? I up on shoelaces, man. Ah, look Screw at you. That. Are they comfy? And shoelaces. The, one, the ones I wear are comfy, but, yeah. but the Vans, I, I don't know. They're kind of flat. That's what I was wondering. Yeah, they're yeah. not like, at least they're I like have, chucks. I have one pair, and for, for me, anyway, I don't know if it's my the shape of my foot or whatever, but um, after like... A long day, like yeah. they, they'll actually hurt. The, yeah. the, the top of them hurt. You probably, the top of my do you feet. have that device that helps you put on your socks too, Preston? That uh, that extended thing that you see. Uh, you ever see that thing no. that they sell on TV? No. It's, it's, what is it's it? A device that helps you put on your socks? Are you serious? I swear to God. You yeah. know what? I think we talked about that. And one a shoehorn that's like two feet long, so you don't have to bend over. <laughs> I that wouldn't much. mind the long shoehorn. Yeah. That'd be okay. <laughs> yeah, but I, the, uh, I can put my own goddamn yeah. socks on. <laughs> I have I have laces, but it's not a traditional lace. It's yeah. the uh, little nubby that you pull. Okay. Yeah, and it just tightens up. Gotcha. I, I got my pa- my wife a pair of uh, F laces. Uh, I'm sorry, Vans, uh, and I love the way they look on her. I really do. They're really really cute. They're comfortable too. I, I just my feet were not designed for shoes like this. Right. I just you're, I wish you're more I, a stiletto guy. I'm more of a stiletto guy. I need <laughs> yes. to have that kind of like natural arch. I think so, and it, it makes your your booty pop. It does, <laughs> but I don't do it for that. No, I do, I do it for no. The, listen, yeah. you do it for me. <laughs> but what a, what a cool. What a cool legacy. This guy, this Paul Van High school dropout. 90 years old. Had yep. an idea. Yep. And he was probably a good, you know, 
20 years older than the audience he was going for, but it just, by attrition, he got it. It spoke to a whole generation. Uh, that Vans Warp Tour was really cool, but that wasn't, that was more after he'd, he'd left the company, correct? Or the, um, the company had left him? I, you know what, I don't, I, yeah. Yeah, I was sold in the 80s, so yeah. I, I don't know what, you know, he held on to as far as creating the brand and what he got from that, but I'm sure he, you know, wasn't high and dry. Well, they used to have good, you know, good bills. Uh, Marissa? The uh, Warp Tour was his son. Okay, oh, son. Okay. Watch, yeah, if you watch any um, documentaries about Warp Tour, they always talk about Van Dorn, and they're talking about his son. All okay. right. He runs it. Steve Van Dorn. Yeah. Okay, nice. But I mean, and you know what? And, and you think about people such as this guy. I have gained such an appreciation for the product developer ever since um, Shark Tank appeared on television yes. because I had no idea. I mean, I knew obviously you had to work to get things done, but the complexities. Mm-hmm. Of creating a product, marketing that product, being successful from that, and and managing everything right to where you don't mess it up is huge. It's well, you know it's th- it's the backbone. I, I agree a thousand percent. We had, there, there was a guy who was over at my house uh, over the the weekend. He was doing you know setting um, the uh, the inverters, our air conditioning system, t- taking care of everything. And he and his girlfriend started. You know she had a family recipe for uh, banana pudding. And so he, he, that whole process, it's called Amazing Treats. And he set up with his girlfriend this business. They get it out to the stores. They, you know, the, the labels, the whole thing. And, and it's, it's taking off. But yeah. I mean, that, that whole thing, Preston, every step of that, the container, how do you get it out there? Yeah. How do you mm-hmm. purchase the, the goods to make it? All of that stuff. You're doing all of this stuff, right? All of the market research, all of the, the grunt work. And then you have to hope that, it takes that, well, like a it. that not only it takes, but if it takes, that you can still like if it's that good of a product that somebody else th- that has more means doesn't come in and blow it out and, of the and water. Blow, blow it out. No, of the water. I know, right? right. It's yeah. a, it's it's. But when it hits, and when you see somebody making it work, like look at Vance. Oh, <laughs> you're right, Kathy. Okay. There was a near tragedy here, pressed to the right of us. We got some. What happened? Coffee spillage. Nope, 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 nope. We're good. It's okay. It's your own computer. We it's don't spinning. Care. <laughs> All right. So uh, anyway, uh, I thought that was um, that was interesting. Now we shall miss you. Um, we we only have time a little bit more time. Right? Just a little bit of time. Yeah. So I'm not I'm not going to talk about someone who died. I'm, I had Marissa grab a couple of excerpts since we're talking about people dying and death. Steve sent over a video to me of a mortician. Yeah. Answering people's questions about his job. And they're good questions. They were. I only got a chance to see a couple of them. And so I had, I told Marissa quickly, could she just grab a few yeah. excerpts of this? Cool. So we could hear him answering these questions. So I don't know what all she grabbed. I think this is Vice did this, I think. Um, so these are very, very short. So yeah. this says, um, Mortician was asked, did you include the questions, Marissa, or just his answers? Yes? Okay, let me play this clip and see what it says here. Hang on. When we have a a deceased loved one, they're going to look very, very pale because the blood has stopped circulating. So when we put in the the red blood, the the red fluid, rather, that's actually going to pink them up in some ways and make them look a little bit more alive. Okay, so I assume the person asked if there were different colors of the liquid that they put into the dead body. The fluid. They they actually put a colored liquid in there. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. So that the complexion would be different. Yeah, because you, yes. It's from Wired, Steve. Wired, I'm yeah. sorry. Yep. All right. And uh, and so people had uh, had emailed in questions to him. And, and he's, he was, he's asking the questions and then he answers it. Very informative. Yeah, yeah there was um, 
the the show Six Feet Under, which was out years and years ago, it's it, it's set at a funeral home. Yeah. And so some of these questions, I'm looking, I'm like, oh yeah, the, the, these were. I mean, you know, over the course of the series, yeah, you learn these things, you know, through the, you know, just through the regular dialogue of the of the show. All right, this is about uh, draining blood. Here we go. Do morticians normally just drain the blood down the sink? The short answer is yes. All of our bodily wastes are disposed just like our normal bodily wastes, the sewer system that goes right to the uh, water treatment plant. Wow. Ew. Okay. But I guess that's the case. You, you crap down there, right? So If you can crap there, you can bleed there. It's like a line from Predator. I should have that on right. a shirt. If you, you can, can crap, crap there, there you... you can bleed there. Uh, all right. Here's a question about bras. Do morticians put a bra on you? If so, I would like my rotting corpse to not wear a bra and would like my ghost to be wandering braless with poking nips. Well, <laughs> Tiny Rain, I don't know if there's much I can do about poking nips, but we do put bras on if the family requests. And the reality is I've probably put on more bras than I have taken off yeah. in my life. <laughs> nice. He, the one, th- I don't know if you have it there, it's one of the things that was isolated about uh, pressing about contacts. Yep, and that's yes, yeah. this one right here. Here we go. If a person wearing contacts dies, does the mortician take them out? Shower thoughts. Yes. Historically, I've always removed contact lenses because one of the things that we need to do, of course, uh, is what we call set the features. Setting the features would mean that we close the mouth and we also need to close their eyes. So we actually have a device that helps us do this. These are called eye caps. They're essentially spiky contact lenses that fit over the eyes and will actually grip the eyelid when we pull it down over those little burrs there. I typically remove contact lenses um, because those just get in the way of me doing what I need to do to set their features and, and provide a, a decent appearance for the family. I wonder if there's ever, wild? is that I wonder if there's ever been a time or was there ever a culture on earth that leaves the eyes open? Yeah. Leaves the eyes open. Probably. Yeah. yeah. Uh this is really morbid. It is, yeah. isn't it? It well, is interesting it's though. The it's about death. <laughs> this is like Why don't you grow a pair? No, I the, don't want to know these. I don't want to know there was, that there's uh, spikes the, in my eyes the when first, you close them. The first question asked was uh, people asked if they clean your poop out of your of your body before they bury you. And he said, well, sometimes people do poop themselves and they die. Yeah. And he said, if that happens, we'll clean that up. Um, and if there is a, a backup in that cavity, they just run a hose through there. Oh, dear. And, and flush it out. Goes down the blood and... All that other stuff. Do you think they treat bodies that are going to be cremated the same way that bodies that are going to be... uh, No. They probably don't have to do as much. We're just going to burn it. Yeah. 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 Chuck it on a big fire. Don't make no difference. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, these are some ashes I scooped up. Your loved one's probably in there someplace. I think it really uh, depends on whether or not there is still an open casket. Uh, Because I was just uh, recently at a a viewing for my uncle, and I believe he was going to be cremated, but there was also still open casket. Really? They did both? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I never um, heard of that. It's interesting, too, but throughout this video, the guy is actually very uh, respectful about yeah. what he's, he's talking about because he is, and he talks about the, the emotion of, of what he's doing. But it is these things that we, I've actually always wondered that, like with contacts and with how, you, I mean, you, you do know, for example, when clothes are put on, they're usually opened up in the back. They'll cut them down, you know, the back so they can get it over the, the body. Uh, but, yeah, interesting stuff. I'm just glad the cremation comes after the open gasket. Because, you know, before... That, before that what would is be, this? Yeah, that wouldn't make any yeah. sense. Yeah. Uh, but it's interesting, though. You know what? We can uh, we can post that video. Yeah. Uh, because it's it's really, you know, questions that I hadn't considered at all about that in, uh, in preparation. It's a bizarre thing. Yeah, yeah to, to yeah. preps... And I, I, I used to do it in my act. It's the truth. When people get up and they say, you know, when they're 
coffin side, and they say, well, he looks so natural. Who looks natural and bombed, you right. know? Yep, but uh, it's it's a job that needs to be yeah, done. It and, is. Uh, and people take it on, and they do it. So uh, I thought it would fit properly within the necromancer. The necromancer. We haven't done that in a now while. he returns to the crypt, sashaying over there in his We Are Philly t-shirt. Uh, wait, thank you for noticing, uh, Mr. Announcer. Uh, we have money to give away, and yeah. we want to make sure we got your shot of win $500. So we are going to take a break. We'll come back in a moment. We will have that as well as the bizarre file, so make sure you stay with us. And we picked a school for coolest teacher. It's Upper Perky Omen High School in Penford. If you go to school there, text the word teacher to 39333. We'll send you the voting link. You can tell us who the best was. We'll be back in a moment. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Facebook, Twitter, you know, the usual places. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme has everything you need to prep for this summer season. And now, order all your season essentials online at acmemarkets.com. And an experienced Acme associate will carefully pick and pack your order and bring the groceries right to your car. It's fast and easy with Drive Up and Go at Acme. Visit AcmeMarkets.com to start shopping now and get $20 off your first online order. Acme, fresh foods, local flavors. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, let's take a trip into the world of the bizarre. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents bizarre. Preston and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre Brought to you by Sequoia Outback. Don't miss Sequoia Outback's Memorial Day sale with everything that you need to take your outdoor space from taxing to relaxing. Route 309 in Hatfield or at decksupplies.com. Patrons at a restaurant in Taipei. Recently shocked to see cockroaches crawling all over the place after thousands of them were released on the premises by two masked men. Uh Uh-huh. On May 4th, two masked men entered the G House Taipei restaurant holding large bags filled with over a thousand cockroaches, (sighs) which they simply released at the reception desk on the second floor of the establishment before fleeing the scene. We're thinking a competing restaurant? No. Actually, it it has... uh, touches of organized crime involved really? here. Yeah, roaches started crawling on the floor, walls, and furniture, and it wasn't long before patrons enjoying their meals there started noticing them as well. Among the diners were policemen. They were they were there at a banquet, mm. and they immediately created a task force to catch the perpetrators. It was originally assumed that the cockroach attack was targeted at law enforcement. However, the police investigation found no evidence of this. Instead, it is now believed that it was just a bizarre consequence of a debt dispute between the restaurant owner and local criminals. Were they able to arrest the cockroaches? No. The five suspects... They, they don't have uh, handcuffs on uh, that. That's small. right. They're very tiny. Uh, the five suspects identified in the case, two masked men who released the cockroaches, two lookouts outside, and a getaway driver are members of the Bamboo Union. Bamboo Union? An organized crime ring which the restaurant owner allegedly owed money to. After their threats were un- went unanswered, the criminals apparently decided to simply ruin the man's business, and that's what they did. 
Uh, so they told uh, reporters, the owner, I believe, or no, the uh, police chief told uh, reporters that the bugs appeared to be uh, Turkestan cockroaches brought from bought from a Taipei store selling aquarium supplies. Uh, the insects are commonly used to feed aquarium fish and can be bought in fish stores and online. So they, t- I mean, thousands. Hey, of it could have been worse. It could have been Madagascar cockroaches. Yeah. A bar owner who allegedly sold fake COVID-19 vaccine cards oh, at man. his Northern California business has been charged with multiple felonies. You knew this was going to happen. Including forgery and identity theft. Uh, Todd Anderson was arrested Tuesday at his bar, the Old Corner Saloon. ABC received a complaint that fake vaccination cards were being sold at the bar and opened an investigation. In April, undercover agents were able to buy four fake cards from the bar as part of their investigation. They paid $20 for each card. Yes, I'd like the card, but without the benefits of the vaccine. <laughs> um, it's, it's not clear how many cards were sold in total. Agents found two completed cards and 30 blank ones. Uh, and a laminating device. Agents also found an unregistered firearm with Anderson during the arrest at his bar. You know they're saying not to laminate your card? Uh, I've they heard are? that yeah. before. Wait, yeah. Why? why? Yeah. Because because the updates. Um, yeah. So like, if you're going to get a booster in the fall, um, and I, uh, I got my vaccinations, and I got it laminated, yeah, and as soon too. as I got it done, uh, I was told that was not a good idea, but whatever. Maybe, yeah. you know, you can suck we'll it. Figure. Yeah, we'll figure yeah. it out, yeah. In medical terms, it's suck all, it. It's all fluid. Yeah. Anderson uh, faces three felony charges, including carrying an unregistered firearm, forgery of a government seal. That sounds pretty hefty. Yeah. Uh, and identity theft of Pfizer, CBS, and the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. So he's going to be facing some serious charges. Here's a story with a local tie. Former Philadelphia Eagles defensive end Brandon Bear saved a man from a flaming semi-truck that had crashed into a train in Idaho. Bear, who played in Philadelphia for two seasons in 2014-2015, said that he was driving to his business on Thursday evening when he noticed the crash. said there was an explosion right away, and the train was pushing the truck down the tracks. Wow. Uh, he said, I got on the phone with 911 and I started driving down the median to get to the front of the train when it stopped. As the six foot six, 260 pound former lineman approached the scene, he heard the voice of 25 year old Stephen Jensen inside the truck and made a conscious decision to help. He said, I ran to the window. I saw dripping hot flames all over the inside of the Jeez. truck. I could see a guy in a seatbelt and was able to reach in and get it off of him. He was talking and I told him that we had to get out of here now. Uh, Blair climbed halfway into the vehicle to help Jensen break the steering wheel and other equipment before pulling him out of the rear window uh, between the passenger and the driver's seat. Man, this guy got the right guy to help him. I'm surprised he didn't stop the momentum of the train. Uh, He said, we walked away, and within seconds, the fire on the roof fell down inside, and the whole seat and cab went up in flames. We gots to go. A few minutes later, there were a couple of big booms and explosions, he said. Wow. Uh, Once emergency responders arrived, Jensen was airlifted to a hospital in the area and was in stable condition on Friday morning. According to a hospital spokeswoman, Blair didn't consider himself a hero, but was glad that he could help. Mm -hmm. I'm surprised Blair just didn't throw him to the nearest hospital. Right. I want to make sure I got the name right. Was it Bear or Blair? Bear. It was Bear. Sorry. Yeah. So uh, how about this? An Irvine man was arrested on fraud charges Monday after authorities say he used $5 million in pandemic relief loans to buy luxury sports cars, take lavish vacations, and cover his personal expenses. Oh, that's great. Uh, Mustafa Kadiri 
Uh, I'm on easy street. Submitted bogus applications for federal loans under the Paycheck Protection Program on behalf of four Newport Beach businesses that he purportedly ran. Why should this go to people who need it? None of those businesses are currently in business. Federal agents seized uh, Ferrari, Bentley, Lamborghini sports cars that Qadari had bought with the loan money. Well, that would relieve a little bit of the COVID stress. Along with $2 million from his bank accounts. I mean, like he was going for it. Uh, Qadari was indicted by a federal grand jury on four counts of bank fraud, four counts of wire fraud, six counts of money laundering, and one count of aggravated identity theft. Mm. Uh, He's arrested the latest example of rampant fraud that has plagued the federal program set up to relieve economic hardship caused by the pandemic. In California alone, officials have confirmed at least $11 billion in illicit unemployment claims. So, yeah, people are taking advantage it's of the situation. All right, and there you go. That is what I have in the bizarre file for you. All right, so you got, you know, somewhere in the neighborhood of five minutes to enter the word studio. You can do it. To win the $500. This is our final week of doing the Preston and Steve money clip giveaway. So text the word studio to 45911 or enter it through the MMR app or at WMMR.com. And you just might win the $500. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in just a moment. Make sure you stay with us. The Preston and Steve small business love you, help you line. Hey, MMR fans, this is Aaron from Lutz Dog Training. We specialize in all your dog training needs, from basic obedience to separation anxiety and aggression. We're located in Purposey, and we service the Bucks County and surrounding areas. Please visit us at LutzDogTraining.com. That's L-U-T-Z, DogTraining.com, and tell us WMMR sent Next message. Hey, this is Alistair from Home and Apartment Maintenance Service. We specialize in apartment turnover, plumbing, electrical, drywall repair, floor installation. We service the Philadelphia area and the surrounding counties. We even go to Jersey. We've been in business over 10 years. 10 years, man. You can reach us at 267-418-1919. See you guys soon. The Love You, Help You line. Shop local because small business needs our help. Find out more at PrestonAndSteve.com. 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. Sponsored by DellAutoGroup.com, where Jack really does sell them for less. All right, so uh, we have a new Daily Rush video, and it is available for your viewing pleasure, and it is our interview with Dave Navarro. Yeah. Which was excellent. He was great. Uh, the description says, Dave reveals that he's obsessed with cuckoo clocks <laughs> and that Hugh Hefner signed off on one of his tattoos. You can watch it now at PrestonandSteve.com, sponsored by Punchline uh, Philly, Fishtown's first comedy club restaurant and bar. And of course, he's in Jane's Addiction. They'll be playing at the MM Barbecue. Uh, I got an email, which I'm going to pass along. I'm going to read part of it. It's kind of a lengthy email. It says, uh, hey, Preston, my name is Rebecca Tomlinson. Uh, we just bought our tickets for the concert, and we're super excited, meaning the MMRBQ. Uh, my husband, Bob, listens to you guys every day in his commute to Harrisburg for the National Guard. Jeez. And then she goes on to talk about, you know, some tough things that they've had to go through. He was diagnosed with uh, fibro, got in a motorcycle accident. Uh, their youngest lost her right eye in a freak accident. Uh, she ended up having to do some sewing to make ends meet. She said, I sewed table runners, made crafts just to keep us afloat. Uh, and then uh, he uh, another thing happened, and they they once COVID hit, she had to start doing more sewing. This time she had made masks and scrub caps, 
and only asked for a donation. She ended up, she said, in one year, I made over 3,000 masks and about 200 or more scrub caps. Jeez. Isn't that wild? Yeah. So she goes on to uh, ask for a bit of a favor. She said, I don't know if it's a lot to ask, but in July, it'll be eight years that we're married, and I was hoping that I could somehow surprise him at uh, MMRBQ. And we're not going to be able to help you with this, unfortunately, but uh, they, they want to meet a band. Right. This is something we it's can't. Hard, yeah. It's it's something that we can't facilitate, you know. Even outside of COVID, it would be but no Yeah. But she goes on to say, but if, if you guys just wait, if we could, if just a wave from you guys to the pit would be super cool. We got tickets in the 104 section. We figured that if we were going to enjoy the day together without three kids, three savages, she says, <laughs> uh, we should get decent tickets. So they did. But what I wanted, the reason I wanted to, to read this this message is that hopefully by then in September, um, and I'm sure this is going to be the case, that we'll be able to meet you face yes. to face yes. uh, as we do an appearance as the President and Steve show at the MMRBQ. I demand it. We're, we're at the what we call the Blumpk Inn <laughs> uh, for a stupid reason. But anyhow. That's when you, you get oral service while you're on the bowl. That's uh, yeah, that's correct. what a Blumpkin yes. is. So, uh, it, yeah, so, Rebecca, we will be, uh, you know, getting a chance to say hi to anybody who wants to come by and say hello in person. So we would love it if you uh, and your husband, Bob, would uh, come by and say hello while we are there. And we'll have more details as we get closer to the show. It's a ways off. It's, it's, it's in September, so yes. we'll be good to go. Uh, so that was signed Rebecca Tomlinson, the underground seamstress. So I just wanted to pass that along. Think of that story and think about how many people, how many families have gone through so much, you know, and, and making ends meet and piecing together things to get by. And it's yeah. just, that's amazing. Yep. And uh, I give them all the credit in the world for yep. that. We're coming out of it. Yeah. Which is great. So, uh, so get set and you'll be able to come out and say hello to us when you go to the show. Uh, today, uh, it was, I guess, 25 years ago today or recently within the last week or so. I think it's today. It's a magical day or at least a magical time. You can sort of feel it in the air. Yeah, you even look outside yeah. and the trees are swaying, I think, in honor of the fact that it is the 25th anniversary of the movie Twister. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! A legendary uh, film. Oh, my God. A legendary, horrible film. I remember looking forward to going to see I took my mom. She yeah. was visiting in town. And I took her to go see the movie, and uh, the main re- the the big hook were the effects. That's it. At, at the time, the effects were kind of groundbreaking. The CGI uh, depicting these tornadoes, and they they were amazing for the time. They did a great job. Yeah. It was such a stupid movie. Yeah. The whole concept it was just piss poor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. The the rival. Um, storm chasers. chasers. Yeah. There's the corporate storm chasers and the more grassroots in it for the love of the storm. The whole background story on Linda Hunt's character, Joe Hart. Helen, Helen Hunt's yeah. Joe Harding. Not Linda. Yeah. yeah um, very, very different. Yeah. So the uh, uh, Helen Hunt's story about her dad being sucked away in a uh, in a twister while they were in the storm cellar. And she's always had this love-hate relationship with the storms. But the... Uh, it's horrible. But again, at that time, the effects-wise, you'd never seen anything like that. No, effects-wise, so here's uh, here's my vivid memory of, of this movie. Because um, if it was 25 years ago today, I uh, was just getting done my junior year of college. I was a lifeguard, and I was at my, my boss, the guy who owned the company. I was at his house getting all the supplies ready to clean out pools. We did apartment, yeah. and, uh, apartment pools, and he... He talked like this. Like, his voice was like this. Right? And uh, and so it's me and my little brother, and we're power washing all this stuff in his driveway. 
And uh, he goes, I saw Twister last night, and those tornadoes were real. And he said that. Those tornadoes were real. He must have said that like a half a dozen times. My little brother, it was me and him, my younger brother, sorry. It was me and him. And so we will, I mean, even 25 years later, if the words were if the word tornado comes up in conversation, he and I will say, those tornadoes were real. What was that, what was that guy's name? I don't want to say his name. What was his first name? Uh, what was his first name? Last name. <laughs> you just know his last name? Joe. Okay. Let's yeah. go with Joe. Hey, Joe, how were those tornadoes? <laughs> those tornadoes were real. I love that story so much. <laughs> we so had what, was he, was he suggesting that they had incorporated... <laughs> was he? Loved, what was his point? Was that that they they were not created for the movie? That they were corralling tornadoes and using them in the film? I think what he meant to say was those tornadoes looked real. real okay, right. uh, but yeah. he said that they were real, and he had like a real like uh, affinity towards just weather. He loved yes. okay weather. It he was, was a weather guy. Yeah, he loved weather. It was like yeah. Philip Seymour Hoffman in the movie. Well, I mean, listen, he owned a, like a pool supply yeah. and and uh, lifeguarding company, so weather was oh, definitely. I really a- love his weather. Yeah. Weather's important to yes. that line of work. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Those tornadoes are real. Oh, my God. I wonder if my That's great. Catching. It's almost kind of Don Nazi. Yeah. Uh-huh. Not, I wait. I just said Don Nazi. Very <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God, I didn't even mean to do that. Wow. Okay. Bring in here. I have something for him to do. <laughs> we got to talk about this Jewish thing. All right. Uh, so the, the movie came out 25 years ago. We have some clips in honor of that. And by the way, our former intern and comedian Blake Wexler had tweeted, I can't stop. He, he had posted a, a screenshot of the rated PG-13 uh, opening when the yes, movie comes out, right? And he wrote, "I can't stop laughing at the reason Twister's PG thirteen rating." It says on there, P- "Rated PG thirteen, intense depiction of very bad weather." Oh, wow. <laughs> it's literally got thirteen thousand retweets and one hundred thirty one thousand likes. For whatever reason, that tweet went completely viral for Blake. Wow. Yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. All right, so you want to relive some moments? Yes, yeah, some yeah. of the classic. Of course, you want to go with the the essential scene, the scene that is quoted. The um the bo- the bovine airborne bovine. Okay, here we go. Uh, there were cows flying around in the air. Yes. Uh, the the tornado had lifted them Cows. Up. Hey, Joe, how were those cows, man? Those cows were real. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. And it was, uh, so it was Jamie Gertz <laughs> and Bill Paxton and uh, Helen Hunt on the car riding away. And she's, if you don't remember the story, she she still pines for Bill Paxton. They're going through a divorce, which you need to add that on because the storms aren't enough. These right. cataclysmic storms aren't enough to sell the drama. I was just happy to see Jamie Gertz because I hadn't seen her in a long time. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Crazy over-the-top crush and, on her back in the day. By the way, another case where she's completely fine. as She's she's a good 
person. She's involved. She's not like she's evil or bad. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah like, and she's the ex. Right. right. Yeah. Or, or wait a minute. No, she's, she's the, the new one. Yeah. Helen Hunt was the ex. Right. That's right. All but, right. But she didn't love storms the way Bill Paxton All right. Was. Here's the, the explanation of the tornado scale. The, yeah. uh, the, uh, what is it? The Vegeta scale. Vegeta scale. Yeah, here we go. That was a good-sized twister. What was that, an F3? Solid F2. See, now you've lost me again. Mm-hmm. It's the Fujita scale. It measures the intensity of a tornado by how much it eats. Eats? Destroys. A little uh, encounter we had back there is a strong F2, F3, maybe. Bet we see some F4s today. That'd be sweet. Four is good. Four will relocate your house fairly efficiently. <laughs> is there an F5? Everybody gets quiet. Oh, no. What would that be like? The finger of God. None of you have ever seen an F5. I'm sorry? You shouldn't have said that. Yeah. You shouldn't ask that question. Just one of us. Just one of us. Guess who it is? It's Joe. She's the only one who's ever seen it. Mm. Up close. That's the one who took her daddy from her. Mm-hmm. I just... They all stop eating. You know, they all dropped drop their forks. Are you goddamn crazy while we're eating? <laughs> you dumb bitch. Calm no. down. No way I have food in my mouth. I just got mouths full of to- to- toaster pastries. Yeah, and wasn't the mother that made the, the meal that everybody loves, all the uh, meteorologists? Food. Yeah. <laughs> food. Wait, I don't remember that. That's Philip Seymour Hoffman's really excited about this. Philip Seymour Hoffman in his uh, stoner days. Uh, <laughs> and he's... <laughs> Food. Thank God. Um, I miss Bill Paxton, though. That, it's great. Uh, yeah. you know, I know this was a cheesy movie. I miss yeah. Philip. Uh, both of them. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, but, uh, you know, it's a cheesy movie. Um, I, <laughs> listen, <laughs> when I saw it in the theaters, I loved it. It's not uh, at really? all. Yes. Right. Uh, it, because it was fun. And I got sold on the, the floating cows. I'm like, I'm definitely going to go see this. In retrospect, yeah, it's fairly terrible, but yeah. I, when I went and saw it in the theaters, it delivered exactly what I wanted. I love that whole concept, though, that he sold out. He became a TV weatherman. It's like, man, you forgot where you came oh, from. We forgot to mention Carrie Elways. Carrie Elways is evil corporate. meteorologist. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Corporate. On. I'm going to go to Ashley. Ashley, you're on the air. Good morning. Hey, bitches. Hey, what? What's up, Ashley? <laughs> so you guys are giving me PTSD right now because... <laughs> When, this movie came out when I was eight, but I saw it on video, so maybe I was nine or ten, and my aunt let us watch it, me and my twin sister. We begged and begged and begged. And this movie has traumatized me for all of my life. I was deathly afraid of tornadoes. Like, in the movie, they just come out of nowhere, like blue sky, and there's a tornado. And I literally used to sit by the window, scared, thinking a tornado was going to come and like sweep me up and destroy my house. And to this day, I am terrified. I'm not scared of hurricanes. Nothing like that. No other natural disaster. But, <laughs> but the tornado. Yeah, well, it's it, it's funny how that stuff that catches you about that age, yeah. that traumatizes you, sticks with you. Yeah, so. absolutely. My sister was the same way about tornadoes yeah. as a kid. It was just this ever-looming fear. They it's can, out it there. It can happen any time. can yeah. rip your house right off of the ground. Oh, At least yeah. with a hurricane, there's a giant warning, right? You, you right. see the right. giant wall of storm coming. Well, right. and then this is just, you know, you have seconds. And that was the whole idea because, yeah. you know, they designed 
Joe had designed that, was it Dorothy was the thing? Uh-huh. That these little uh, sensors that would go up into the storm and so they could predict them earlier. And that was the problem is that they were, you know, they had just a few minutes in many cases before the yeah. tornado starts. The one that happens at nighttime is very cool. Ashley, does your family think you're crazy? Oh my, yeah, they, like, it was, it was, a, it was a thing when I was younger, like, I just used to sit by the window and stare, like, that movie made me cry. <laughs> wow. Like, no, no, anytime there's, like, a tornado warning in my area, like, I live up here in Pennsylvania, they live in Virginia, like, I call one of them, like, my mom and my sister, and I'm like, yay, the tornado <laughs> Correct me. Correct me if I'm wrong, but the uh, the movie that's playing on the drive-in screen is The Shining, right? When the uh, oh, when the tornado hits at night, Ashley. yeah, because uh, Jack uh, does the here's Johnny yeah, scene, yeah. and and uh, and um, the, then the tornado starts ripping right down the drive-in. Right. Yeah, wait, uh, Jeff wants to point out something specifically from the movie. Hi, Jeff. Good morning. Yo, guys. Yo, Bob. What's I up? Do- I don't remember. You guys got to bring me back up to speed on the. Well, it was like the most right. dangerous shack on the planet, and Thanks, Chef. Uh, especially yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if any wind was coming through, because it was like hey. literally sharp objects, axes, shovels, yeah. oh, spikes, yeah, yeah. every uh, sickles, everything in this room, yes. and they're like, oh, okay, this, and even outside it says, in case a tornado, do not come in. <laughs> right. But uh, yeah. All right. Here's another clip. This is which one is this? Uh, one? This might be Bill. The explanation of Bill Paxton's nickname? Oh. Bill? The Extreme, right? Yeah. All right, here. Yeah. Oh, that was his name. Yeah. Oh, wait, wait, wait till you get this one near Dalton. Right? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> We're way too close, and Joe's got the fit on it. She's filming it, right? But all of a sudden, out of nowhere, this looking green giant comes pulling up right in the way. She starts, she starts yelling, and this, this loser stumbles out of the car. He's got, like, a bottle of Jack Daniels in his hand. He's naked. Whoa. He is butt Naked. Naked. Not naked. I was not naked. (laughs) He's without apparel. (laughs) Half naked. Naked. So so Joe's yelling at him to get out of the way, right? (laughs) So uh, he just, he strolls up to the twister and he says, have a drink. And he chucks the bottle into the twister and it never hits the ground. Oh, shut up. Twister caught it. And sucked it right up. Honey, this is a tissue of lies. See, there was another Bill, a, an evil Bill, and I killed him. What? Listen to these guys partying, and, and think of what you're hearing there. These are these are storm chasers, chasers these are meteorologists, and then think of Glenn Hurricane Schwartz. Right, oh, right, yeah. Right, right, right. right. Uh, I think we only have one more clip left. And... Oh, we do. Uh, this... That might have been it. Oh no, that was yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we didn't. No, it says Paxson and Hunt fight over about her tornado fixation. Oh, that's right. Yes, this is where they. This is towards the final. It's not over yet. No, it's not over yet. Okay, so it's the final. I think it's the final scene where she's. Um, you know, she she keeps driving towards. She keeps going towards the storm, and he's like, "You gotta. This is thing is inside of you that you gotta fight." And isn't she the one? I love the line where her aunt says to her. After the, the tornado has decimated her, the aunt's house, you know, she did all these mo- these uh, mobiles and these um, yes. wind chimes and stuff that must yeah. have annoyed the F out of her neighbors. And um, she says, only you can stop it. Only you. Yeah. yeah. Can you stop can stop the tornado. You can stop the tornado. Mm. Yeah, the f- tornado, I mean, which, by the way, 
is there's just this vast land that the tornado can hit. And it just so happens <laughs> that it gets the ant's house yeah, while they're all there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Everybody. That's the finger of God, man. The finger God of God. Finger yeah. of God. I still enjoyed it, though. Did yeah. you really? Okay. All right. So I've, I've always, I, I even remember leaving going, well, okay. <laughs> that was, I mean, the, the effects were cool. Effects were cool. The rest of it, I was like, that Movie was sucked. really dumb. Here, but, if you want to hear their, their, uh. All right, here we go. What is wrong with you? We can still do this. Jesus Christ, listen to yourself. You're obsessed. You've never seen what that thing is. There's no fucking time. You're going to kill you. You're going to kill you. What's wrong with you? Is that what you think it did? All right, and then don't they, to ruin things here for this movie 25 years later, don't they end up together? Oh, and, yes, oh, of yeah. course. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and Jamie Gertz gets scooted along. You remember the little uh, plot twist? Is no. that the tornado they fight at the end is the one that killed her father? What? No, no. <laughs> Wait a second. I'm like, I'm back. I'm back. I remember you, little girl. I'm going to eat you the way I ate your father. ha, 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 ha. I remember ripping your father out of the storm cellar, and now I'm back for you. <laughs> now, I remember that they uh, they held on to, like, some plumbing or something. Yeah, like that, that would work. Yeah. There was uh, a pipe in the ground. Yeah, the and whole... And they tied themselves to every, it. Everything gets ripped out. Yeah. You know, the, the whole shack or yeah. whatever they're in uh, gets yanked off in there. They don't get pelted with anything, by the way. So right. all the debris doesn't pelt them at all in this twisting tornado. Yeah. They just they just lift up. Their feet are going up into the sky. Right. They're tied to this thing. Mm-hmm. Their arms don't get ripped off. By the way, the same sort of torna- tornadic force that can propel a, a truck up off a highway yeah. Yeah. Right. wouldn't be able to tear their arms off. And it just right. blows houses apart. Yeah. yeah. But you guys would be surprised how many people are texting in on how this is their favorite movie. <laughs> yeah. Or that it's their best movie. I don't even get why we're talking movie. about it. <laughs> it's the 25th anniversary. We, we're it's talking about tornadoes. It cause, cause, they're real. Who cares? We, <laughs> I mean, come on, Cat. Those tornadoes were real. <laughs> Thank you, Don Nazi. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> um. I, I thought it was just so cheesy. I thought it was completely uh, agreed upon uh, on its No, man. And, uh, I loved it. And uh, wow. it, it made a ton of money at the box office. Oh, it was huge. It was a huge yeah. hit. And John then- DeBont, I think, was the... Um- wasn't he the director? And I think he directed a couple of blockbusters. Yeah, he was good at, uh, at uh, bringing in some money. We haven't even talked about the Van Halen song at the end. No, I don't remember the Van yeah, Halen song. Yeah, it was, it was a big hit for Van Halen. And I, what? I believe it was... Gary Sharon Van Halen, but I might. Oh, a big hit for him, huh? Mm -hmm. Huge. Uh, No. Finger of God? I don't remember that. It was was the finger of God! I don't remember that. Finger! Are you looking up the name of the. Yeah. Okay. Oh, wait a minute. Here, hang on. Nate wants to chime in on that very thing. Hey, Nate, we just started talking about the Van Halen song. What are are we missing out on here? I just wanted to say about the uh, that the Van Halen. There was a Van Halen song that yep. was big. I don't remember the name of it, but it was oh, awesome. That, that was the though. reason why I, was, I went to the movie. Humans being it's was humans it? Humans being, being Chuck Domingo's in the door. Oh, right? Do we have it? No. It was Sammy. Okay. Uh, yeah, it, it was big for a while. Yeah, yeah I forgot. Finger about of that. God. All right, thank you, Nate. Appreciate it. All right, have a good day. Finger of God. God has huge hands. Tornadoes. Those tornadoes are real! Yes, thank yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, this is a good song, actually. It was the Within last... Apart, Living in the butthole of Earth? Ah, yes. Wow. This is actually, yeah, this was a good song. It got, didn't get a lot of... No, it wasn't a yeah. giant hit. But it, it was the was, last was the one that, that Sammy recorded with the band, and, and some people are texting and saying it actually broke up that version of Van Halen. Wow, that song did? Yeah, that did not uh, go over. There, there was a whole lot of strife in the band at the time. Mm-hmm. Well, they followed it up with a theme song to Turner and Hooch. <laughs> Turner and Hooch! Turner and Hooch! Let me, do me a favor. Pull up, what, what year was that? 25 years ago would have been? 96. What other movies came out in 1996? I want to see, Nick, if you don't mind, yeah. uh, just doing a, a list of what was, what was tops of the box office that year. I will tell you this. At that point... Mm-hmm. DVD players had just started to come out. So right. when the, the the I remember this is one of the first demonstration discs when DVD players were a thing. It was second overall that year. Twister was wow. Number one, Steve Independence Day. Third yeah. was Mission Impossible. The Rock came out. I saw I saw all of these in the theater. These are all good movies. Yeah, oh, I N- love The Rock. Nutty Professor. Um, Nutty Professor. Yeah, Van Halen did the last song in Nutty Professor. Happy Gilmore. <laughs> the um, happiest Gilmore. Um. Any other good ones? Like, Ransom oh, was a good movie. Swingers. Mel Gibson. Swingers came out. That's right. The Birdcage. The Edge. Oh, Ransom was, give me back my son. Yeah. 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 Oh, right, right. Wow, The Birdcage was 25 years ago. Jesus. That movie still holds up. That's yes, a good does. movie. That was another one I hated. You hated what? The Birdcage? Hated the Birdcage. Hated it. Did you ever see the original, La Cage Full? No, uh-uh. Oh, and I, you know what? When we talked about this and I told you that, that's the same comment you had to me. Oh, okay. Because I think you might, you uh, they're different enough where you might like the original French version. Better, yeah. Yeah. No, you wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest. Uh, what is it you didn't like about it? I, like, it was one, halfway through, I was like... Too macho. I, I I'm like, this is, I, I'm so bored with this. Okay, wow. It was too it, similar to The Rock. It was, one of the, it was one of the ones where, like, um, Pulp Fiction, too. I, first, I hated Pulp Fiction. I never, I, I left the movie theater. It was the only movie I ever left. Really? But I went back and watched Pulp Fiction again, and I learned to appreciate it. I, okay. I like that movie. Well, kudos this, to you to, for, for revisiting it. This one, uh, I couldn't get through, revisited it again, still couldn't get through it. I was like, wow, no, no kidding. not a fan all of right. this. I thought it was all. fun. Um, all right, well, 96 is when that came out. It was, uh, what else? First Wives Club. First Wives Club. Phenomenon. Oh, that's a oh, good movie. That's, a, that's a, a junk food movie that's... Like you love Kira Sedgwick in yep. that movie. That's where he, he gets uh, his brain. There's some sort of brain thing that makes him well, a, sort of a superhuman. Yeah, Travolta had a resurgence after Pulp it's like Fiction. It's got a tumor. <laughs> it's not a tumor. Wow. It's got a wow. Um, <laughs> totally got a tumor. But uh, who's that other actor that I love? The Apostle. Robert Duvall. Robert Duvall. I love him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Forrest Whitaker's in it. Forrest Whitaker. Well, Travolta had two big uh, movies that year. Broken Arrow, which is a terrible movie, also came out in uh, in '96 and was 17th at the box office. So Twister's going to Broken Arrow is going to be my Twister to you, uh, Nick. I, you I, like I, it? I, yeah, well, it's a John, okay. it's a John Woo movie. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Uh, Mr. Holland's Opus came out that year. I really. Mr. Holland's Opus. Being a uh, a band kid. Uh, that's a good movie. High school. That's that's one that I I dug, and we actually got to to hang out with somebody who was in that movie, Jay, Jay Thomas. Uh, we had dinner with him the one yeah. case. Or Steve, he was nice. Uh, let's see what else. The Cable Guy came out that year. <laughs> that was a weird year because <laughs> that, that, that was a movie that was much. T- 
I think it's a. I think it's a uh, an under, underappreciated film. I agree. It is a darker humor in that movie. Uh, Carrie is playing a like a really dark character, but it's funny. And for me, the home run shot is when they go to the the uh, uh, medieval times. Yes, yes. <laughs> the uh, so I I was living in Los Angeles when uh, that movie came out, and we went to go see Cable Guy. Uh, well, we went to go see Independence Day yeah. in the theaters, and it was sold out. So we went and saw Cable Guy instead. And I remember walking out. First of all, I was disappointed I couldn't see Independence yeah. Day. Second of all, I remember walking out. I was like, what the hell did we just watch? <laughs> but if you watch Cable Guy now, 25 yeah. years later, it's it was really prescient in its ability to predict where cable was going, where yeah. the information superhighway was going. It was, it was actually pretty impressive. Hey, this is kind of surprising. So if you're just tuning in, it's uh, it's the great anniversary of the movie Twister. 25th anniversary. Uh, it was uh, number- Governor Wolf is going to have a, uh, a, a a press conference later on to commemorate. Uh, no, but it was it was number two that year of movies. I'm looking at at the other films and how they performed. At number 32, I was surprised it scored this low. Toy Story came out no. in 1996. No. What? what? But yeah, maybe maybe the world wasn't quite ready for that yet because it went on to be. It might have been that it was released towards the end of the year. Mm, okay, uh, and so um, yeah. Yeah, November twenty second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. Um, uh, I saw another movie on there that is a. I love the movie Primal Fear. Do you guys remember that? I one? do remember yeah. that. That's a good movie. Is that Richard Gere? Richard Primal Gere. Fear. <laughs> Ed Norton. Yeah, that was one of Ed Norton's first. Yeah, I remember that's the first time I had ever seen him. Yeah. Yep. And uh, Tin Cup came out that year too. I love that, that Tin movie. Cup was real. <laughs> <laughs> that was a fun movie. It was. <laughs> It was real. By the way, when Casey says that, <laughs> he puts his his uh, his his hands by his sides. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to like he, like he pushes them into his yeah. sticks his elbows out. Because it was real. Those tornadoes were real. <laughs> Primal fear. Ed Norton has them uh, as a very diabolical character, right? He's I remember yeah. he's completely psychopathic. A good twist. In it's that a twist. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's a twister. <laughs> It was real. Those were real. Dude. <laughs> I can't believe we just met this guy. I can't now. believe I never told you. have never. <laughs> you never brought it I up. love that. Uh, dude, that guy, man. He lived in this beautiful, huge home. I'm like, how the hell? Like, looking back on it, I'm like, how the hell did you, you just own a pool company? <laughs> you know what I mean? Anyway. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, we'll get on here. My family money is real. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get Got movie it. reviews from that guy. <laughs> yes. Other movies. Other movies from Joe. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. All right. Anyhow, well, there you go. Twister, 25 years. And I think it. I think it's going to be on TV tonight. Somebody had texted in that there was uh, that they were going to watch it on Thing? whatever network, maybe AMC or something I, like that. There's going to be some sort of presidential address about it as well. Probably. Right? Yeah. yeah. It has to be. Yeah. Maybe so. Oh, no. It was real. <laughs> I can't even do that voice. I can't even come close to it. All right. Uh, I tell you what. I'm, I'm going to bring you up to speed on a couple things, and we're going to take a break. But uh, we have reinstituted yes. the Coolest Teacher of the Year contest. And it comes with it some uh, new freebies, which is wonderful for those who are voted as the Coolest Teacher of the Year. And each day for the next couple months... We're going to draw a school randomly out of this big box of, of names that we have. 
And then we put it up to the students to vote for who they think the coolest teacher of the year, for whatever that means, was. It's pretty amazing. And the uh, the school that we chose is Upper Perk. So Upper Perk Yeoman High School in Pennsburg. It's up to you. You just text word teacher to 39333. We're going to send you the voting link. And then you follow through on that. And you have only 24 hours to do it. And we will also allow you to do it. <laughs> To do it through uh, PrestonSteve.com. And by the way, and I'll tell you what I'm laughing at in a second. Okay. Uh, the teacher that is voted the coolest will get the official Preston Steve Coolest Teacher coffee mug, a pair of MMRBQ tickets to sit in the Coolest Teacher section, a Coolest Teacher t-shirt to wear at the show, and a $25 gift card from Acme Markets, fresh food, local flavor. So get on that now. You have until about 6 a.m., uh, tomorrow to do it. Somebody was commenting on the text messages concerning Toy Story, and it says, those toys are real. <laughs> Love it. All right, let's take a break and come back in a second and see what else we can get into, my friend. It's a Monday in all its glory. We'll be right back. Rock Breakdown with Sarah hits on the casting of Pete Davidson as Joey Ramone in the upcoming Netflix biopic and Weezer's venture into vacuums. Plus some updates to the Preston and Steve ringtone repertoire for your phone and why Brett Michaels preferred Slash over CeCe DeVille as guitarist for Poison. We do another run at the Preston and Steve Money Clip coming up at 10 a.m. And uh, don't forget that this is the final week of that. That's it. Do not miss the remaining opportunities. It's seven time each day, Monday through Friday. So there's there's ample opportunities, but just don't miss those opportunities. And you know what you can do. You can go to WMMR.com, sign up to be an MMR VIP. I believe we get text messages, yeah. right? So mm-hmm. uh, we will let you know when you need to be ready and get on board for it. So um, there were a couple of stories that fell into this category, and we have not taken a trip to the stars in a while, so I think it is time for the Space Cowboy to make an appearance this morning. That's you. That is You're me. You're everybody with a necromancer earlier. Yes. And we haven't done that in a long time either. So. No. But uh, I think we're cool stuff. There, there's always interesting stories about uh, what's going on with space flight and space exploration. And Kathy keeps sending them to you because <laughs> she's like, can you believe this? Oh, my well, God. Debris from the Chinese Long March rocket did indeed uh, plummet to Earth over the weekend. Did and you see where it, it hit? Went in where? Yeah, it, it hit in the ocean, but it, hit, it was, it was cl- close enough to an island chain. Yes, it was uh, in the Indian Ocean is where it went down. There was uh, unconfirmed video that seems to show debris falling from the sky over the Dead Sea in Jordan. And the biggest piece of debris was about as big as a Mack truck. So it <laughs> could have done some serious damage if it landed in a populated area. Uh, China's manned space engineering office claims most of the debris to burn, had burned up uh, during reentry. Uh, but clearly not all of it did. I've not seen said footage that was mentioned in this story. Neither did I. Uh, however, uh, I know that they were catching crap because this was a booster rocket that was left up there. Right. Uh, there's a ton of debris. If you ever see that, there's a, uh, a graphical representation of the amount of space garbage, space debris that is constantly orbiting the Earth. And more every year. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it was just left up there? Yes. For some reason, I was under um, the assumption 
that it was something that had failed and, and had gone wrong. It was a mistake, right. not necessarily n- just straight up negligence no, and I'm, littering. That's no. not what I understand. No, it was okay. a uh, it was one of the biggest uncontrolled objects from space to ever hit the Earth. By the way, and that includes meteors as well. I mean, because the, just the size or most stuff burns up, and some of the meteors that uh, that turn into meteorites. Uh, or not that big because uh, they get you know shredded, ripped apart yeah. uh, on on re- on entry, and uh, but this remained fairly large. So mm. yeah, I mean that as far as the engineering goes, usually they're they're pretty precise on the the trajectory that will leave it safe from re-entering the atmosphere, right. or if it does, they know exactly when and where it's going to land, or it'll burn up. But sometimes there are mistakes are made, and they end up in a decaying orbit when it wasn't meant to be, and sure enough, it uh, you know it ends up crashing down. Sorry, would you lose? <laughs> I lost my mark. My virginity. No, it fell. I, it, there you go. Oh, here we go. Sorry about that. All right, Watch right. my marker fell off of my. Um, yeah, no, you can't be a space cowboy without a good marker. Well, around my neck, and it was going to mark stuff up all over the right. place. So I had to find it. But anyway, uh, it made it down. It didn't hit ground. Nobody right. died. There were all kinds of bets and stuff. There were odds being taken on where it would land and so on. I remember the first time I remember something like this was space Sky- Skylab. Skylab, yeah. yeah, way back in the seventies. Uh, there was a lot of concern over that. Yeah. Uh, so this uh, Skylab bigger than this, though, right? Uh, yeah, a lot bigger. Yeah, yeah. A lot bigger. I mean, so. this is just a booster rocket. Yep. So. It's like 18 tons. It's all good. We're safe. We're all yeah. good. All right. Yay! All right. What else have for you? Uh, outside now. Let's talk uh, Elon Musk for a moment. He was on Saturday Night Live over the weekend, and fans of the cryptocurrency Dogecoin have expressed their delight after he announced his rocket company, SpaceX, will launch a satellite called Doge One to the moon. Doge One. Doge. To the moon. Doge. Doge to the moon. Uh, the U.S. billionaire also said the mission of the same name will be funded by Dogecoin. He suggested that it would involve sending the cryptocurrency itself into space. Uh, his tweet announcing the news received about 100,000 retweets within seven hours of being posted. Uh, and, uh, of course, Dogecoin has plummeted. Dogecoin has plummeted in value over the weekend after he had uh, hosted SNL, fans had hoped that the price would actually soar, but cryptocurrency is uh, infamously volatile, yep. and it actually took a big, big dive. He played a character on Weekend Update uh, that was sort of a, a mocking himself a little bit and talked about Dogecoin, and then Michael Che and Colin Jost kept asking him, yeah, but yeah, but what is Dogecoin? And he never really had a, a specific answer. But there was, to me, really interesting crowd reactions to him talking about it. Like, there were these... I don't know if they were like bros in the audience or what, but they were like cheering him on when he would talk about being the Doge father. And it just, it was a really, it's kind a, of a, it's sort of a cult dynamic. Thing. It was like rooting for a, a, a basketball player or something. I don't know. It just, it, it, it struck me as odd. I don't know. Well, if they're probably investors and they yeah, want, you I know. suppose, but yeah. they, they look up to Elon. Elon, I mean, I like, he's an interesting person and, and he's an innovator in a lot of ways. He's also done some things that are pretty polarizing. Um, but uh, you can't argue with his ability to, affect in, uh, you know, the economy and do some pretty um, impressive things. But the way that he's become a bit of a lightning rod to me is fascinating. Yeah. Uh, the Doge One mission itself will be managed by Geometric Energy Corporation, which is a Canadian technology company. In a statement, the company said that the mission will involve a cube-shaped satellite weighing around 88 pounds. 
And the satellite will then use sensors and cameras to obtain lunar spatial intelligence. So that's what they're sending to the moon. I'll tell you what Elon Musk is, at least to me. He's he is um, he's more reminiscent of a Steve Jobs, but actually more capable. Steve Jobs was great at um, synergizing different things and, and creating stuff out of that. But but Elon Musk can actually create the... Um, he does the science, right? Yeah, the science. He's, yeah. he's behind that, that whole thing. So it's interesting to watch him operate and to see the uh, sort of the cult that surrounded Steve Jobs start to form for him. Uh, the firm also said uh, Dogecoin would be the unit of account between SpaceX and itself for business involving the moon. So that vending machines on the moon will take Dogecoin? Uh, maybe maybe that's what yeah, they're going to yeah, be doing. Yeah. Uh, additional Anybody payla- got a Dogecoin? Uh, additional payload space on the mission will be set aside to include space plaques on which digital art will be distor- will be stored. Oh, man. Yeah, right? We are literally, we are moving ever so swiftly into the matrix uh, where everything is just within the computer. Dogecoin is currently up 2.8% over the past 24 hours after crashing around 36% over the weekend. Mm. Are you an investor case? No. No, I have uh, other cryptos, but yeah. not Doge. A doge? No. Well, uh, where I have my crypto, I can't, uh, It's I don't have an option to buy it. All right. Yeah. Okay. But, uh, I mean, you can get it. I mean, like you, Robin Hood or whatever. Robin Hood is the big, yeah. yeah. And Robin Hood is where they, they were talking about the big the big nosedive of Dogecoin over the weekend. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, something else here I found. Involves the moon as well. The moon. Our telescopes on Earth and in space may one day welcome a new companion, a massive telescope on the moon. And what's clever about the Lunar Crater Radio Telescope idea is that the LCRT would use an existing crater on the moon's far side. To look at us? So, no, 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 no. It's on the far side. It'd be ah. looking away from us. But ah. the interesting thing about it is, is it would it would be the size of, of this a, huge crater. That'd be amazing. And it's a brilliant idea. Uh, on Wednesday, last Wednesday, the Jet Propulsion Laboratory announced the LCRT is receiving a half million dollars in Phase 2 funding from NASA's Innovative Advanced Concept Program. Uh, while it isn't an official NASA mission yet, the funding round is a vote of confidence in that idea. Last year, the LCRT earned $125,000 in Phase 1 funding to explore the concept of sending robots to the moon's far side to build a telescope out of wire mesh suspended in a crater. I love robots. Uh, The moon is a tempting place to locate a telescope because it could shield the device from Earth's radio signals and it wouldn't have to contend with an atmosphere. So we're looking at this right now and it's, it's similar to, you know, telescopes that have been built on Earth, but you're dealing with a lot less... Uh, of the issues that an earthbound telescope like this would face, right? Exactly. Yeah. So it would actually be able, be able to, I guess, see much more clearly, much more farther away. I mean, the view of space gorillas would be as extraordinary on this thing. Uh, the LCRT would involve sending robots to deploy a half mile wide antenna in a crater that's over two miles wide. Give me the projected date on this. Yeah. Uh, no. This is the, these are the early phases. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's we'll be it's long dead off. before this is done. Yeah. I don't know. Um, and uh, NASA's JPL's uh, do-axle rover could be the workhorse for the task to get it done. The rover can split in two. Wow, allowing one, like a transformer. One part to stay on the crater rim while the other goes rappelling to lay out the wires. Uh, the new funding round will allow the team to refine <laughs> the design of the wire mesh, investigate how to best use the do-axle rovers, 
and look into possible construction techniques. So one robot gets to be lazy, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, and the other one does all the work. Exactly. Come on, man. Uh, I thought that was pretty damn cool. That yeah. is cool. Um, so curious what kind of imagery we'd see from that side of the moon. Yeah, that's what I'm uh, excited Would about. Would we the see the of. other Earth that's directly on the other side of the oh. of the sun? Uh, on the, yeah, yeah maybe. all those things we can't see. Yeah, I don't know. Or the waiting... Martian armada that mm. sits. That's always in space. What they do, right? They sit yeah. on the other side of the moon. Yeah, the other they, side of the moon, and, and mount there, hide in the asteroid yeah. belt or Strategy. something like that. Yeah. Have you guys ever heard of um, the term ultra terrestrial? Ultra terrestrial? No, I have not. Okay, so what does it pertain to? Well, all right. So, um, you know, like recently, um, the declassification of those UFOs that were spotted. Over the ocean, yes, uh, near right. the, the fighters, uh, the, the, um, the triangle-looking the, the, things, the triangle-looking right. things. That, um, more importantly, this tic-tac-shaped one that goes to like insane amounts of speed in in a relatively short amount of time. Is it contained on that first naval footage that right. was released? Yeah. So I mean, they were talking about how you know potentially that uh, maybe it. it Surfaced he, he, from the ocean. Earth. Yes. Yeah. yeah. No, I have that. I do know what you're talking about. So, extraterrestrial is, you know, coming from yeah. you know, outer space somewhere, but the ultra terrestrial is, you know, this notion uh, that these things are actually here already, on Earth. They're already here and yeah. have been here and are just sort of monitoring. Like Aquaman. Yes. Well, I mean, it's essentially, yeah. yeah. No, it's like uh, The Abyss. The Abyss. Mm-hmm. Remember that movie? Yes, but they are, there are extraterrestrials, are they not? I don't know, but Casey says they they, they could be well, they apparently had been there for a long time. Uh. They had a whole society under the water and everything. How about so that? I, I'm guessing that's maybe what they are. So there's this guy named Christopher Mellon who's been doing a podcast. Uh, he just did one with like Rogan. He did another one with uh, Terry Virts, the astronaut that we had yep. here in the studio. Uh, and so he, I guess, worked for I don't know if it was a. DOD. Either way, he, he he was you know an intelligence officer, and right. so and, and and he was talking about this FTD. sort of stuff. Uh, possibly, yeah. uh, possibly FTD. I don't know. He's a fascinating guy. I've seen him interviewed, and he, yeah. and he he was talking about these. So these beings that are we believe could be from inside the Earth, or uh, or you know, or if it was extraterrestrial. You know, I think a lot of people say, well, it's too far. Yeah. You know, to you know, even if you traveled at the speed of light, or you know, a quarter of the speed of light. It would still take you thousands of years to get here from, you know, another planet. But, you know, what if these things, these intelligent things that are coming here are not actually biologically based, that they're actually just probes? Interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm. I don't know, man. It's, 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 I don't know. There's also, Nick, you pulled up, a, what was that theory? Interdimensional? Yes. Oh, yeah. Interdimensional is, hypothesis. Yeah, that goes right along with Casey's talking about. Okay. Well, that's what Kathy and I were talking about over the weekend. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she mentioned that to me. I was like, okay. She, she just did. sent one text, interdimensional question mark? Yeah. LOL. <laughs> Do you know I've never written LOL? More on never? my speed? Is it? No. You just oh. refuse to? I refuse to write LOL. I like I will LOL. Write, I will use ha-ha all the time, but I've never written out LOL. Even when LOL was still no, really I can't, like I hate surfacing? It. I hate uh, it so much. Greg Geraldo does a great bit about it. He goes, well, are you really laughing out loud? Yeah. <laughs> I don't like tee-hee. I'm okay with LOL and I'm okay about, with ha-ha. What about hee-hee? Yeah, I'm okay with hee-hee. Mm, he-he. tee I hate the most. <laughs> hee-hee I hate second most. Huh. Yeah. I'm all right with it. 
Yeah. What about ha ha? Ha ha, about, I'm okay with. Okay. What about yeah. multiple ha ha's? Like ha 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 ha. Yeah, that's what I do. I like that. Okay. That seems more. That's more. That's genuine, right? That, yeah. I, well, that's sometimes it can be sarcastic, though. Yeah. Right. Well, you and, know what? No, sarcastic is wah ha 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 ha. Yeah. The yeah. Bwh. Yeah. Like a little. Uh, yeah. There's a little evil tone to right, it. Right. Right. But sometimes Nick, I'll start my <laughs> ha ha with the H instead of the. Uh, I mean, sorry, inst- with the A instead of the H. <laughs> 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 No, not like that. It's like, ah. Yes, right. Uh, Preston, thinking, yes. Uh-huh, uh-huh, you know what? Uh-huh, I, uh-huh. I bet ultra terrestrials laugh that way. That's how you know. Then they get into their TikTok spaceships and uh, their Tic Tac <laughs> shape uh, spaceships space and fly at 500 miles an hour. All right. Well, anyhow, uh, yeah, in case you were wondering, um, I forgot the last thing I was talking about. What were about. we talking about? Oh, yeah. Space Cowboy. No, we were talking about the um, uh, a, uh, a telescope on the moon. Oh, that's right. Yeah. All right, here's something else. Astronomers at Ohio State University have discovered what they say is the closest known black hole to Earth. Oh! About 15,000, no, 1,500 light years away. Uh, they dubbed that's it not the, that far. They dubbed it the unicorn. Uh, the nickname for the stellar mass black hole serves as a double meaning because it resides in the constellation Monocrius or Monocrio, no, Monoceros, which is Greek for unicorn. Uh, the name was also given due to its notably low mass for a black hole. So it's a smaller black hole. Which is still three times that of our sun in our solar system, making it essentially one of a kind. So pretty freaking big. It's freaking big. Yeah, it's, it's a freaking big black hole. It's a unicorn. unicorn. <clears throat> You've seen a lot unicorn, of yeah. big holes. Yeah, Don Nazi told me about it. Duh. <laughs> Duh. He was the worst of the Nazis. Dom Nazi. The black hole appears. Freaking Hitler lover. Yeah. Don Nazi. That black hole <laughs> was, <laughs> was right. This black hole's twice the size of the sun. <laughs> Shut up, Don Nazi. Mr. Furley. <laughs> <laughs> It's terrible. I no, couldn't no. say it. That was a terrible. Not the same show, though. No. Yeah. Same, same actor, guy. Though. Same actor. Same actor. I enjoyed it. <laughs> Duh. Duh. My God. Uh, because black holes cannot be seen with the human eye, uh, this one appears to be a companion of a red giant star, meaning the two are connected by gravity, but we can't see with the human eye, so scientists use tools to measure light and other wavelengths in the surrounding area. Uh, the researchers on the project noticed that the red giant's light shifts in intensity periodically when observed, suggesting that the black hole is tugging on the star and so, ch- changing the star for uh, star's form to reflect a teardrop shape. So we're seeing a representation on a uh, picture here in the studio, Preston. We are looking at the black hole to the left, and then the what is being <laughs> tugged on. Yeah, the that's the the red giant. It's okay. kind of being tugged on. It's getting a tug job. Yeah, yeah. And celestial uh, tug job. Which that's that's how they can tell that there's yeah. one nearby is because it's making it oblong. It's so the much, Julie jerk off. The gravity is so strong on it. Um, so yeah, they're calling that uh, the unicorn. But I didn't way. realize we had one a black hole that close because that is. In fifteen hundred light years away, yeah, yeah celestially, I yeah, guess is that's not pretty close that far away. Yeah, the second close, second closest black hole to our solar system is V six one six Monoceratos which is roughly three thousand fifty two hundred light years. Is that away. a knack song? 
Uh, no, that was my Sharona. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. But let me tell you, I'll, okay, I'll mention something about songs. All right, go ahead. Because uh, Monoceros is Greek for unicorn. Yes. I had a revelation on a song yesterday. All right. Uh, because the song Kyrie yes. from oh. Mr. Mr. Yes. Yeah. That's Greek. Yeah. Yeah, Kyrie Lazon. You uh-huh. know what that means? Down the road I must travel? No. <laughs> it it means it's something uh uh I forgot it's it's it has to do with the religion, it has to do with God. Like I what? And, and I looked it up, and I don't have it now in front of me because I wasn't expecting in the space cowboy to <laughs> be talking about a Mister Mister song. Well, here we go. It means yeah, Lord have mercy. Ah, right. Mm-hmm. I never okay. knew that. I did not know that either. I thought it was somebody's name. So did I. Kyrie lays, and then the other part, the E lays on. I just thought was I was messing up, and I never took the time no. to figure out what the word was. But I thought that was uh, Kyrie liaison, the person who brought the information Kyrie to you. Liaison. Down Brings the road, the then I must travel. Down. Lord have mercy, down the road I must travel. Huh. Makes sense, right? Look, we're learning about all this stuff. <laughs> How about that? I always thought there should be a cover band uh, made nothing of uh, just women in the band, and they could be Mrs. Mrs. <laughs> Mrs. Mister? Yeah. Yeah, no, just Mrs. Mrs. I like Mrs. Mister. Mrs. Mister? All right. All right. Yeah, the yeah, wives compromise. of Mr. Mister. Yeah. But Mrs. Mrs. Or Mrs. Mister. And they would do nothing but what? The, the, Mr. Two, Mr. the two Mr. Mister songs that everybody knows. Mm-hmm. And that's it? That's it, yeah. They, that's they it's pretty limited. <laughs> than what they can accomplish, but you know, they have a niche market. I like that, Mrs. Mister. <laughs> All right. Well, anyhow, just thought you would be you. Would, no, uh, we've been enlightened now between the yeah. black hole and Curie LA, where we're up to speed now. Yeah. Moving on. All right. How about this one? China's uh, first Mars rover will be named Zhurong. Uh, no, you're right. After a traditional fire god. Okay. Now that's fire, how you name something. Fire god. Yeah. And uh, hang on the line, caller. I'm going to come to you in just a second here. Uh, the rover is aboard the uh, Tainuan 1 probe that arrived in Mars orbit uh, back in February. The original name was the Urkel. It's due to land. <laughs> Did I land there? <laughs> it's due to land this month to look for evidence of life. Uh, it's part of uh, Chinese space plans that include launching a crewed orbital station. Huh. Crewed, C-R-E-W-E-D, not crewed as in, as in the raw. Prehistoric family. Barely. No, not the crudes. <laughs> I just put that together. The crudes. <laughs> C-R-O-O-D, meaning sounds like C-R-U-D-E, yeah. crude. All right. Anyway, maybe. <laughs> anyway, uh, China in 2019 became the first country to land a space probe on the little explored far side of the moon. And December return lunar rocks to Earth for the first time uh, since the 1970s. Huh. And the I rover's wonder... the rover's title fits with Chinese name for Mars, which is Ho Jing or Fire Star. Fire Star. Those are cool names, man. With fire and everything thrown in there. I like that. Yeah. The name signifies igniting the flame of China's planetary exploration, according to the deputy. Of the CNSA administration. So how elaborate? What, what is uh, what is the technical status of this thing? Is it is it amazing or is it just sort of I standard? Know. I have no idea. Is it like one of those SD's rockets you used to build as a kid? I just know the name. That's it. It's called Fire Fire something Fire something. Uh, it, it's a Jerome. This is a great day. Fire something has landed. Yeah. All right. Uh, we're gonna go to a caller. All it's, right. Uh, Kira, is that how you say? How do you say your name, Kira? Kyrie. Kyrie. Wow. Hi, Kyrie. Hi. You're named after the Mister Mister song. Yeah. 
So, Would you support I, a Mrs. Mrs.? <laughs> um, I didn't hear if you guys got what it means, but it means Lord Watch Over. It's your ALA pun. Lord Watch Over? Uh, we had had a different, uh, slightly different. Can you pull that back up with the, uh, the Lord definition? have mercy, Lord have mercy. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I always, I was always told that it was Lord watch over cause it's, you know, like protect me as I go along. Is, your, right. is your family Greek? Uh, no. Uh, my mom was raised Catholic. Okay. okay. Not Greek. She's Catholic. <laughs> 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 yeah. No, I'm not Jewish. I'm Spanish. <laughs> right. Wait a minute. So was your mom just a big fan of the song? Um, She said that she heard it one day, and she was like, that's what I'm going to name my daughter. Okay. All right. Good right. thing she wasn't listening to Who Let the Dogs Out. <laughs> right. <laughs> this is my daughter who let the dogs out. <laughs> Thank you, Kira. And this is my son, the uh, banana fama faux flamma. <laughs> Do you know any of the people that were named after songs? Um, I'm sure I do. Uh, my, I'm named after a song, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> St. Stephen, by any chance, yeah. by the Grateful Dead? Uh, no. Um, Sing Stephen? St. Stephen. St. Stephen. Is there a St. Stephen? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what is I he am the saint of? I don't know. Okay. All I know is that my confirmation name is Paul after Paul McCartney. Oh, that's yeah. nice. Yeah, was not really a saint, but I, I didn't know the priest and all that. All right. Well, he was a saint, but not... All right. She's a beetle instead of a saint. There's Case. already a Ms. Mister out there, too. Oh. A band, yeah. It's American... What about uh, Clitalica? Uh, they, they exist, too, yeah. Clitalica? Miss Talica. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Anyhow, that's uh, that's all the space chat. We really we solved a lot of things here. Yeah. I, I'm glad you guys enjoyed the segment. Thank you. Um, all right. Let's take a break because we want to stay on time. We do. We're getting you your uh, shot at winning $500, and that is with the Preston C. Money Clip. And we're in the final week of this. So I uh, want to make sure you are quite aware of when these are taking place. We'll be back in a moment with it. Stay there. Why talk on the phone? Just text MMR at 39333. Send requests, comments, or text songs for what we're playing 24-7. The MMR short code. Always open, never busy. 39333. All right, let's share some stories with you. 93.3 Let's not do that. Let's do this. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Brought to you this morning by Horizon. You can get the Horizon Services AC tune-up for just $49, plus a heater tune-up this fall for only $39. Call now or visit horizonservices.com for details. All right, we'll start with this story. Imagine sitting on a plane, and then the aircraft's door flies off moments before you take off. That would upset me. This is exactly what happened to a man on his flight from Minneapolis Wednesday afternoon. Uh, you can see in an image on this website that I pulled up uh, an opening that is where the plane's emergency exit door was. Tom Yon was seated just feet from there on what he described as a small eight-person plane flown by Boutique Airlines, a private aircraft company. Does boutique mean doorless? I guess so. He said we were just about to take off, probably going, I don't know, 100 miles per hour, (laughs) and the door flew off. A loud bang, and the door flew off, and the noise, and the wind, and everything. I didn't even see my bag get sucked out of the plane. I got it right here. This bag right here, he said, got sucked right out of the plane, (laughs) 
and they gave it to me about an hour after we tried to take off. Hey, we got your bag. Uh, he said it was scary. He said there would have been a person sitting on the plane with a baby on their lap. I don't know what would have happened. Jan said no one appeared to be hurt. The Metropolitan Airports Commission confirmed the incident did happen. Hey, we are sorry about that. Uh, they said that the plane never actually left the ground after the door came off. It returned to the gate at Minneapolis-St. Paul International Airport, and the door was found nearby. So what altitude was it expected to hit? Because I might be into uh, flying along with the door off. Uh, Jan and others plan to take their concerns to the county board's public meeting today. <laughs> Jan hopes that they'll consider taking action against the airline. Where do we stand on having doors? And Jan and several other passengers on that flight decided not to fly back to where they were headed to. <laughs> no kidding. They took a ride. Yeah, yeah we're going we're gonna to get a refund if we can. Visitors to Dracula's Castle in Romania can now get the COVID-19 vaccine at the famous site. Doctors and nurses with fang stickers on their scrubs are administering Pfizer shots to guests at Bran Castle, which is believed to be the inspiration for the vampire's home in Bram Stoker's uh, novel Dracula. You're bleeding a little. I'll lick it off for you. Uh, the vaccination drive is intended to lure more guests to the 14th century castle in Romania's Carpathian Mountains. I'd love to visit that castle. It's amazing. Which has been, which has seen tourism plummet during the pandemic. Visitors can show up for the shot any weekend during May at the castle, uh, where they've also been given complimentary entry to tour and exhibit of medieval torture instruments, by the way. So you can get your vaccine there you go. while you're there. By the way, I saw something that the... Um, uh, the like beer for vaccine promotion thing. Yes. is it working? Is taking off like gangbusters. Sure. Yeah, like, like more people are doing that, uh, and just solely the reason, the solely beer. the reason of the beer, and, and marijuana places are doing that too, <laughs> and they're seeing a uh, a nice return on that. Now I don't know where this is. It says Heartland Police are reaching out to parents of Arrowhead students about playing Nerf Wars game and playing it safely. In a Facebook post on Wednesday, officials said, while we encourage students to have fun, we want them to play safe, and each year we have calls for students that are playing this game naked. And apparently that's what's happening. Naked Nerf warfare. Yes, that's exactly So what it. are the injuries that are incurred? They didn't indicate. They just want, they don't want it to happen. Like so a ball tap? The post goes on to say this is not okay. Double ball tap. Heartland police finished the post with a warning saying if you are a parent of an AHS student, please warn them that they could be arrested and issued citations if they are playing naked. All right. TripAdvisor has apologized after initially opting to leave up an offensive review of the Auschwitz Museum in Poland. The review has now been deleted and the poster banned. Uh, it said blaming a screening failure. The museum complained about the post in which the reviewer joked about bringing a baby to the gas chambers of the death camp. The Post also flippantly described the experience as fun for the family. The Auschwitz Museum said that when it contacted TripAdvisor, it was initially informed that the posting fell within the site's submission guidelines. TripAdvisor said it had used a blend of technology and people in reviewing posts, and that in this case, our initial screening failed to identify this review as prompting intolerance it did not say whether human or machines had been involved in the original decision. Uh, they said through our uh, escalation process, this review was removed. Uh, we always aim to get it right the first time, and we apologize to the Auschwitz Memorial and Museum, the Jewish community at large, and all communities and individuals affected by this initial miss. Do you ever check uh, TripAdvisor reviews? I don't. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I look for, like, what's people with YouTube videos, what they say if they've gone to a I'll place. I'll do that as well. Yeah. I, I have I have a um, um, 
uh, TripAdvisor account. Right. Um, so if I'm going to plan a family vacation, right. it's one of the sources that I'll use. Now, I'll also go to YouTube and watch like tours of the right. of the, yeah. the facility that people I want to go to yeah. and actually see what it looks like from people who have actually stayed there. So, all right, one last story, and then we will wrap things up. Let's go with this one. Florida. In Florida, a man was arrested after deputies said he stole two police cars. Two? And then led authorities on a multi-county chase. One Officials would be that enough. said it started when Coco police were called. Cocoa. Cocoa. Police were uh, called. I tickets for 730 showing a cocoa. Uh, check out a report of a suspicious person on I-95. During that investigation, the person deputies later identified as Xavier J- uh, Javern Cummings. Managed to get into a marked patrol car and took off. Hmm. Officers tried a pit maneuver, which sent the car into a wooded area. So pit. They, they then tried to get Cummings out of the car, but he was able to run away and jump into a second police car that was running and unlocked. And wow. he took off in that. Wow. He drove Guys. north on 95 with multiple <laughs> agencies giving chase. Uh, authorities used stop sticks to bring the chase to an end. Uh, it led to a brief closure of 95. Cummings faces a slew of charges, including armed burglary, two counts of grand theft, and motor vehicle theft as well. All right, officers, turn off your cars from now on. And that is what I have in the bizarre file. All right, let's get you that money. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second, and we will get the word for the President Steve Money Clip. And then we're already moving into uh, the uh, lesson question, trash, yeah. and music news. So we'll be right back. Stay with us. Not only can you hear Preston and Steve, you can see them too. Check out the Weekly Rush on Xfinity On Demand. New episodes, you guessed it, weekly. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme has everything you need to prep for this summer season. And now, order all your season essentials online at acmemarkets.com and an experienced Acme associate will carefully pick and pack your order and bring the groceries right to your car. It's fast and easy with Drive Up and Go at Acme. Visit acmemarkets.com to start shopping now and get $20 off your first online order. Acme, fresh foods, local flavors. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. 10 o'clock exactly as we are returning into things. And the reason we are returning into things is because it's 10 o'clock exactly. And that means we need to do this. Now she can hit it. 93.3 WMMR. It's time for a Preston and Steve money clip. Bam, 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 smash, smash, bam. Now here's your money clip keyword. The word is choice, all right? C-H-O-I-C-E, choice. It is so choice. Yes. Uh, You have until 15 minutes after the hour to enter it, and there are three ways to do it. You can text in the special contest short code number, which is 45911, or to be entered for the $10,000 grand prize, just enter it via the MMR app or at WMMR.com, and one random entry wins 500 bucks in our company-wide contest. That person will get a call from Beasley. Make sure that you answer your phone. The contest rules are available at WMMR.com and is sponsored by our fine sponsor, Hyundai City. So, again, the word is choice, C-H-O-I-C-E. Now, while you're letting your texting fingers do the walking, you're going to have to do the dialing thing in a moment, too, because we're going to do today's lesson question. Today, we're going to give away a Blu-ray combo pack of the uh, Mauritanian. Mm. And the question that I think we're going to go with is, who was the worst of the Nazis? 215-263-9393. <laughs> yeah. 
WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer to that. Who was the worst of the Nazis? 215-263-WMMR. The answer is not Hitler, although it would be pretty obvious. Yeah. But let's see if you were listening and you heard what we were talking about. We'll do the trash while you're trying to call in to win that prize. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. And it's brought to you by Jersey Mike's. Download the Jersey Mike's app, order ahead, and skip the line. Jersey Mike's, be a sub above. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, Tinder issuing a warning that they will be vigilant in guarding against Bill Gates impersonators now that the multi-billionaire is single again. Tinder also issued a major Bill Gates imposter red flag, that being pictures of his abs. So you'll know that's not Bill Gates. Major movie companies saying they will not participate in the Golden Globes Awards until the judges are more diverse. President of the Screen Actors Gil Gabriel Cotteris firmly supports the effort because she's never going to win the Golden Globe anyway. And finally, Pamela Anderson's son, Brandon Lee, says he wasn't surprised that she married a Canadian businessman, Daryl Hayhurst. Last year, after briefly dating, Lee says Anderson once married a man at the end of a long elevator ride. <laughs> so that's your Hollywood track. Thank you, Steve. Speaking of uh, Pamela Anderson, Steve, you're just pointing out Lily James, the actress, is going to be portraying Pamela Anderson. She posted a picture of her <laughs> as Pamela Anderson. Wow. Yeah, super wow. Yeah. Really good. Looks a lot like her yeah. back in the day. It's impressive. All right, so we're going to do the lesson question. We're looking for the answer to this. Uh, who is the worst of the Nazis? 215-263-WMMR. That is the number. And I am going to go to, I believe, first caller in was Sean. Yes. Hey, Sean, good morning. Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Let's try this again. Sean, now we can hear you. Good morning. Uh, good morning, it. Good, good morning, morning it. it. All right, Sean, who is the worst of the Nazis? That's going to be Don Nazi. Don Nazi. That's right. Hang on, my man. We, sir, are going to send you over the Blu-ray combo pack of the Mauritanian, the riveting true story of courage and survival against all odds, starring Academy Award winner Jodie Foster, Tahar Rahim, Shailene Woodley, and Academy Award nominee Benedict Cumberbatch. You can own it uh, starting tomorrow on Blu-ray and DVD. It's also available on digital. Uh, let us do music news. Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. I like big balls. Brought to you this morning by A.D. Moyer Lumber. A.D. Moyer Lumber has been supplying quality building materials and service for over 80 years. Four generations, one family, one commitment. You can learn more at ADMoyer.com. We're going to start with new concert information. This is a concert announcement, if you will. Yeah, so this event is going to be taking place in December. We're a little ways off from concerts happening fully, but Friday, December 17th. This will be solid. BB&T Pavilion Indoors. We are happy to bring to you two bands performing together, Evanescence and Hailstorm. That's a good bill. Absolutely. There, yeah, and in fact, uh, last time when we spoke to uh, Amy Lee of Evanescence, we were talking about Lizzie Hale and them performing together. That'd be great. Yeah, and they're both fans of each other, so these two bands performing at the same show would be pretty cool. And you know they'll do some crossover stuff. I'm oh, certain of it. I'd love to hear them sing "Row, Row, Row Your Boat." Uh, tickets are on sale Friday, this Friday at 10 a.m. via Ticketmaster.com, and there's a pre-sale that's happening on Thursday. 
10 a.m. to 10 p.m. while supplies last. And the uh, password and complete information is available at WMMR.com. Jackson, who is uh, tight with Lizzie Hale, absolutely, will be giving away tickets all week long. Nice. Well, we'll listen up for your chance to win, which is cool. So once again, it is Hailstorm and Evanescence performing December 17th uh, at the BB&T Pavilion Indoors and tickets on sale Friday at 10 a.m. via Ticketmaster.com. And the pre-sale is Thursday, 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. while supplies last. Password and complete info at WMMR.com. So there you go. All right, some other things to get into. Uh, Mention this story. This is kind of weird. FBI officials have released a 10-page file containing letters from the public pleading for the death of Kurt Cobain to be investigated further. The three correspondents, uh, dated 97, 2003, and 2006, cite speculative TV documentaries and books on the death of the singer. And I don't know... Why the FBI has decided to release this, but they did. I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I know that there are many people who are intrigued by the fact that a Sasquatch was seen leaving the cabin, mm. and uh, they believe there might be some sort of tie. I've seen some of these con- conspiracy, for lack of a better yeah, word, yeah. as to what happened. Um, they, they seem to be very light in the believability range, you know. One letter, know. one letter sent to the FBI headquarters in Washington D.C. and postmarked November twentieth. 2006 claimed that police were too hasty in closing the investigation. It read, this bothers me the most because his killer is still out there and now, because of the haste of the police department, has the chance to claim other victims. Has, uh, has Courtney Love ever subscribed to any of this? I don't, no, right? No, no. Yeah, no. Uh, it featured numerous typos and what appeared to be hand-drawn pictures of carnations in carnations. this big letter. Yeah. A 2003 letter to the FBI's division in Seattle uh, called for a re-examination of Mr. Cobain's death. Millions of fans around the world would like to see the inconsistency surrounding the death cleared up for once and for all. It read, it is sad to think that an injustice of this nature can be allowed in the United States. A separate letter to Seattle Police's murder unit in 97 cites claims made by private investigator Tom Grant, who was hired by Courtney Love after Cobain went missing around the time of his death. Mm -hmm. Uh, Grant released his own documentary in 2015 on Cobain's death. Uh, The release also included the FBI official responses to the letter correspondence, with officials pointing out that most death investigations generally fall within the jurisdiction of local or state law enforcement. The file on Cobain was released last month to the Vault, which is the FBI's Freedom of Information Act library. Okay. Uh, came without prior public notice in nearly 27 years after the singer's death. So they decided now, for one reason or another, was the time to... Uh, well, if there was a FOIA that. request, then that's probably why they released it. Just so people know. could see it. Yep. Alex Van Halen marked his 68th birthday on Saturday. Posted a photo of himself and his late brother, Eddie. Uh, on VHND.com and wrote, First birthday without you, Ed. The view from my drum set will never be the same. VH forever. Has he spoken publicly about the death of his brother? I haven't seen anything, no. He's a, he's, he's a pretty... When it, when it comes to interviews and things like that, he's more on the quiet side. Yeah. Alex Van Halen is. Pearl Jam fans will have a chance to dive into the band's live concert archive with deep... The official digital collection of almost 200 concerts spanning 2000 to 2013. Uh, The collection, which is up and running on Pearl Jam's official site, allows visitors to access 186 bootlegs and 5,404 tracks from the past two decades, 
with each gig accompanied by show descriptions written by members of the band's 10 Club uh, fan club. What would you expect to pay for this amazing package? Uh, listeners <laughs> can also generate their own dream playlist for a specially programmed concert. I, tell you, I was watching a movie last night, and that, that twister was real. Yeah. <laughs> These packages are so... Nick, as a fan, with all the... You know, it's funny. I mean, that's so that's much stuff. It is. I, I have a lot of these bootlegs already because they've released them in different forms over the years. So I bought the CDs when they came out, especially the shows that I went to. And it's cool because you buy the show yeah. that you go, you know, that you went to and, and you have the CD copy of it. But I was thinking about that over the weekend because I started to go through my um, my iTunes movies that I own. Yeah. And, you know, there's all these Marvel movies on there. And now I subscribe to Disney Plus. Right. So all of those movies that I bought, yeah. you know, or what I like, it's it's just different versions of owning the same things. I, well, That's I, true. Well, I subscribe to this probably because I'm a sucker and, mm-hmm. I, and I'm a fan, so I'll do it anyway. But, you know, like, and you end up listening to things in different ways. You end up watching things in different ways, and you just want it to be as convenient as possible. Mm-hmm. So what would you expect to pay for <laughs> this amazing <laughs> offer? I have no idea what, what they're charging. It's a great gift for dance or grads. Yeah, or if you want to get late. If you want to get late. Yes. It's something, right? Yeah. They got live people <laughs> on the microphone. This guy over here looks like uh, he's got like a skunk beard. It's very cool, man. <laughs> oh, it's Pierre. Yeah, that guy. Oh, <laughs> skunk beard. <laughs> I wish Eddie would do like a like a romp appeal type of uh, yeah. thing for their music. You know, selling you just it. Set it, and forget it. When you come back, this rotisserie chicken that say, <laughs> so good. <laughs> Steve, he did this uh, Global Citizen concert over the weekend. It was, right. Uh, uh, I think John or Josh Klinghoffer played with him. It wasn't the full Pearl Jam oh. band. But um, uh, he did this uh, little promo beforehand, and they, he was up on stage, Eddie was, uh, talking about it. And it just, it was you. It was like I was watching this thing <laughs> laughing, and it was sort of a serious message about right. getting vaccines or whatever, getting vaccinated. But it was so dead on. It just cracked me up. I couldn't. I couldn't not laugh. He, you know what? I he's a very thoughtful guy. Oh yeah. What I absolutely love him in is Dewey Cox. Yes. So good when he is inducting Dewey Cox into or or they're, they're at an award yeah. ceremony and he's he's they're giving him a lifetime achievement award or something. ZQ. Like that. Yeah, and Eddie is going through the list of the <laughs> rock and roll hierarchy and, and likening them to various <laughs> biblical characters yeah. and so on. <laughs> He's great in it. He is really he good. Does such a good yeah. job. And he's kind of making fun of himself in that process yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. That that I revisited that movie not that long ago. Yeah. That I mean, but yeah, I was seeing, I was watching um uh, uh John C. Riley do a, Dylan. Yeah, right. And, yeah. Oh my god, I just was dying. Oh, it's the best. It's so what the hell is he talking about? <laughs> Uh, the top five artists have been named in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame's 2021 fan boat. So they are Tina Turner. Led the pack with a whopping 585,000 votes, followed by number two uh, by Afrobeat pioneer Fela Kuti. We were talking to the yes. president or the CEO of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame not that long ago about that. Uh, the Go-Go's are number three, Iron Maiden number four, and Foo Fighters are number five. The inductees for the 36th annual Rock and Roll Hall of Fame will be announced later on this month. So doesn't it seem rather odd that Tina Turner should be going in vis-a-vis the fan boat and not yes. just a I mean... Shouldn't she just legitimately be? I would think so, especially with Tina the other Turner with with the other people that have been nominated from from the world of R and B. Yeah, uh, Tina Turner's a no brainer, especially earlier earlier on with Ike and Tina because they were raw. Yeah, and they were they were they were definitely rock flavored. So you know, but I it, 
I, I don't know how it ended up like this. Uh, two more quick things. Nine Inch Nails has announced two separate headline shows. Ah. Uh, nowhere near us. They're going to be in Cleveland uh, on September 21st and 23rd. And the Pixies will be... Cleveland was the home of the Drew Carey show. <laughs> Cleveland true. Rocks. Cleveland Rocks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the... <laughs> Little Eddie fun. observation. Yeah, fun fact. Yeah. Eddie. Uh, the band announced on Twitter, Nine Inch Nails returned to Cleveland for the... <laughs> little fun fact for you here. <laughs> the, the Drew Carey show, the sitcom, took place in Cleveland. Yeah, how about that? That Mimi, she was hot on there, wasn't she? <laughs> she wore a lot of mascara. Yeah. But she was a, she was a cut-up. <laughs> she was the bane of Drew's existence, though. It was the quick with the comeback. Out. <laughs> so this was Craig Ferguson, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, that's right. He was the boss on the show, right? Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> He's hard to understand. Sometimes. I, 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 I hear, a lot. I heard Craig Ferguson. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Um, the band announced on Twitter: uh, Nine Inch Nails returned to Cleveland for the first time since the band's induction to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Visit the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame Museum display and see the only Nine Inch Nails headline show of 2021. So tickets go on sale uh, this Friday for that. And then one last thing. Speaking of tickets going on sale, 15 minutes ago, Eggs with Peg hey, tickets hey, went on sale hey, for Keenan's and the party at the hello, Jersey Shore. Hello. Yep, it's the official opening of the Jersey Shore. A little bit different this year. We will not be broadcasting live, but our buddy, Brett Porsche, We'll be on location reporting live. Uh, the numbers are more limited. Only 900 people are allowed in. That Listen, that is a major step in the right direction. Yeah, it is. There's going to be a party. It's modified, but that party means next year's party is going to be the party. All right. But so take advantage of this, man. It's going to be awesome. Tickets are on sale now. You can go to WMMR.com for complete details in the ticket link. And uh, it's brought to you by Coors Light, made to chill. Proceeds, by the way, benefit the John R. Elliott Hero Campaign for designated drivers. And the reason it's ticketed this year is because the numbers are limited per <laughs> the restriction. So, um, As you said, though, 900 people. Yeah. It's going to feel yeah. like what you want. Yep, absolutely. All right, and there you go. That's what I have in music news. Unless, Eddie, you've got anything else you want to add? No, I think. Good. Okay, so we'll just wrap. Better out. <laughs> hey, just real quick, going back to, uh, to Tina Turner, she is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame with Ike Turner. Okay. There we go. Yeah, I'm so, a spook. No, no, no. Well, I mean... Instead a, of a solo artist. As a solo artist, she's not She in. should have been... She should be... Fan writing, bunch, bunch of crap. Yeah. Right. I agree. Uh-huh. Should have been the Go-Go's. We got the beat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> private dancer, actually. I was, yeah. I'm your private dancer. Yes, oh, my God. Dancer for money. Yeah, he does a cover of it. I had no idea. That's a good song. Yeah. That was a great album. Uh, I agree. Yeah, I agree. I like. What's it. the song that um, the the first hit off that album was? Oh, was it got to do with it? Yeah, yeah. I tell you what, I liked was a um, a duet she did with Brian Adams. It's only love, and that's all. That's a great freaking song, man. There's another duet she does. There's another duet she does. Oh, okay. Who's the other artist that she does? Uh, it's, it was big at the time. Well, they also did Beyond Thunderdome. We don't need another duet. Nah, that right? stinks. Yeah. But the, no, I, I liked it. Yeah. Uh, but it's hoagie. I don't know. Uh, 
Yeah, Steve, I remember her having a hit. You like the band. I like the band, too. And she sang it with a... What's the guy's name? Uh, I need more. God damn it. It's big in the... uh, And I'm having a complete brain fart. Complete alt-rock sort of band from the MTV... You better be good to me. No, uh, that was so. That was, a solo, that was a solo hit for her. Cleveland be, Rocks. Oh, wait a minute. Wait, better be good to me. Yes, that was that. Did, that was with somebody else. Curran? What's his name? No. Irwin. Nick's gonna look it up. Well, I don't Steve even know what Irwin. we're talking about. Steve you, Irwin. Yeah. You better be good to me. Okay. Tina Turner. Look that up. Just yeah. do a search on. You better be good to me. Because you know what I'm talking about. Better be good to me. You know, man. Yeah. Mike Chapman wrote it. No. no. Not Mike Chapman. Yeah. Rupert Hine was the producer. Hmm. Uh, maybe it was something else, Steve. She did a song with Mick Jagger, I think, didn't she? Same, who did Save by Zero? Uh, the Fix. Right, and who's the lead singer of The Fix? Cy Kernan. And he sang with her. It did. You're right. And it was a song. And what was the name of the song? And I can't remember, but I'm was glad Eddie came along because now we're getting somewhere. The Fix? Uh, yeah. Yeah, Cy Kernan is his name. That's Cy right. spelled C-Y. He sang, a, I think, a really good duet with Tina Turner. Okay. Cyanolung. What would you expect to pick Cyanolung? <laughs> <laughs> no, man. She's deep berries. Well, he appeared in the Better Be Good To Me video. Okay. So maybe that's Th- what it brings you back. That's to probably see. it then. Okay. Right. That was another hit off that album. Yeah, I was yeah. something, Nick. Uh, somebody's got to be texting in. Tina Turner and Mick Jagger. Better Be Good To Me. Yes, yeah, I Kernan from The Fix. I yeah, guess. Yeah. Stewart. She might have sang on that. It Takes Two at Rod Stewart. It Takes Two from Rod Stewart by with, Rod Stewart. With Rod Stewart. With Rod Stewart. At Rod Stewart. Okay. All right. All right, we got that. Got yeah. to the bottom of that. I think we got it. All right, let's finish this segment up yeah. and come back in a moment, and we'll get the letter of the day for the Word of the Week prize. We'll do all of that. Stay with us. We'll return shortly. WMMR.com, the one thing that rocks. Events, photo galleries, car gear in the rock shop. WMMR.com. Joe, what about those monsters? Those monsters were real! (laughs) (laughs) Yes! Shine down on 93.3 WMMR. It is everything (laughs) that rocks. Is there any chance that guy is actually... uh, Would would hear that? Would know that... I mean, would he know? Is he? Okay, he wouldn't know. Wait. Is this a guy that Casey worked with years ago who was... He was the boss of the company. Okay, boss of the company. He was blown away by the movie Twister. And he's the witness, right? He's, he's not. He hasn't passed, he hasn't passed right? on. I don't think he's passed okay. on. I don't think so. Maybe he was just so blown away by Twister. Yeah, those tornadoes were real. <laughs> um, I want to hear him. I like. I kind of want to meet too. the guy. I wonder... If anybody knows who this guy is, put him in touch with us because we'd. Uh, um, we'd I, love but to I hear. was making fun of him. I know, <laughs> no. but it's. I still want to. I'm now in curiosity. I want to hear if he talks like that. That's why you need to listen to the whole show. Sometimes there are little moments that we sure. go back to from earlier on the program that you're going. What the hell, what the hell are, are those talking guys, guys talking about? <laughs> And uh, sometimes it's an old boss at a pool that uh, yeah, was, was blown away by the movie Twister and thought that those were real. <laughs> well, oh. I just saw a, a notification pop up, Preston, that uh, we were just earlier discussing uh, Don Nazi, and apparently that, that Daily Rush video is up already. So. Oh, get out of here. Yeah, Nick yeah, Murphy but... <laughs> did it already? Don Nazi. Don Nazi. Yeah, man. I was saying to Casey, doing that impression sounded kind of like Don Nuts, but I said, it sounds a little Don Nazi. <laughs> I realize I said the word Nazi. Don Nazi. <laughs> the most benevolent. Yeah, he's kind of crazy. Nuts. He's not quite competent. Yeah, but he's sweet. Yeah, yeah. a sweet Nazi. I don't think he can achieve that. I don't that. think he yeah, can yeah. either. 
All right. Uh, thank you for being with us this morning. We covered a lot of ground today. We dove into our final uh, week of the Preston and Steve money clip. That continues on today, so listen for your chance to win the money. We reinstituted the Preston and Steve Coolest Teacher of the Year and chose our first school, which is Upper Perkyoman High School in Pennsburg. And if you want to vote for a teacher and you're a student there, all you have to do is text the word teacher to 39333. You don't even have to send us a name because we're going to send you a voting link and then you enter it, enter it there. It's real simple to do. You can also go to PrestonandSteve.com if you want to do it that way. You certainly can. Uh, so we got that going. Uh, we announced uh, a show, which is uh, Evanescence and Hailstorm in yeah. December. So details at WMMR.com. The Keenan's tickets went on sale just a little while ago. Uh, so we had a lot to get into today. Ton of stuff. Very cool. Absolutely. We're going to need to do the letter of the day. So let's go ahead and fire that up next. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the daily letter. And the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter... T, as in Twister. All right. And we are going to give away a $250 credit to Squeezed.com. The best juice cleanse on the market. Lose weight, better sleep, more energy. Online ordering and same-day delivery available at Squeezed.com. So we will give that away on Friday. And, yes, indeed, the Twister and Don Nazi <laughs> conversation is up and running, and it says those tornadoes were real. <laughs> uh, you can watch that Daily Rush video now at PrestonandSteve.com. It is sponsored by Punchline, Philly Fishtown's first comedy club, restaurant, and bar. And it'll be up in 10 minutes, it says. Oh, on 10 Preston, minutes. On okay. PrestonandSteve.com, it'll be up in 10 minutes. Uh, so let me thank our sponsors, President Steve Show, brought to you today by Duncan, the official coffee of the President Steve Show, and also by Acme. They have everything you need to prep for this summer season. You can go to Acme Fresh Foods, local flavors. Uh, tomorrow on a program, looking like a good stacked show. It'll be Tuesday. We yes. give away a free tattoo with the President and Steve Tattoo Tuesday taking place. We will also have MM Barbecue uh, veterans. Uh, Josh and Sam from Greta Van Fleet, and they are going to be on the bill. They they have played. No, they will be playing. No, that's Dirty Honey. That's Dirty Dirty Honey. honey. We're just going to talk to Josh and Sam. (laughs) And ask them if they are going to go. Greta Van Fleet. Have they not played the MMR? No. No. Concert events for the station, but not not I thought they were involved with it. No. You think it is easy top. Uh, They did. Yeah, Yeah, they they played the MMR one time. Uh, for real. <laughs> for real. And we're also going to have uh, author Mitch Album on. He, yes. He brought us uh, Tuesdays with Maury. And now he's done uh, Tuesdays with Don Nazi. Is <laughs> his new book. No, uh, his we'll new talk book is Die Already. Uh, we'll talk to him uh, tomorrow. So that is it. We are done. Rage on. Have a great day. And we'll see you tomorrow, gang. Bye-bye. Hey everybody, it's good to have you on the bat bat two da bat two ba 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 ba